I was just an old man as a kid. I just like the, the simpler thing. Anybody. Anybody here. Bitches from the announcers and everyone on how cold it was. And Dawn. Beatstar, they have good stores attached to people. There's not just me. The Rob. Anybody. And Dawn Show. We start with this email, R-A-D at radradio.com. It's from uh, Kelly. Hey, Kelly. It's a, it's Kelly uh, the, the dude, not not oh, Kelly the chick. Okay. So it's Kelly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, he says it's time for the first rad birthday of the year. It goes to the not-so-humble, not-so-quiet, kind of smart, true, genuine, toxic female, the owner of the cackle that ropes so many of us maggots in. Yes, it is the one and only Mama Dawn's birthday today. Oh, happy birthday. We should all be happy to move on to this year and hope the coming months have been better than the first two weeks. Amen. <laughs> so, happy birthday, Dawn, and since you said on Monday you don't like to be highlighted, that's all you get. On to more important Perfect. things. Perfect. Thank you. It is my 50th birthday. Yay! Oh my god, 50 is fabulous! Says, I have to get all of my, uh, get off my lawn whippersnapper signs ready. I already got my rocking chair. I even have a cane that I can shake at people as they walk by me. Ooh, decorate your cane. Uh, Make it sparkle. On a more serious note, he's a dude. It's got to be like camouflage. Oh, that's true. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Or, Or you can dress it up as the great Michael Caine. Who's Michael Caine? Oh, God. Who's Michael Caine? Wow, it took me one minute and 18 seconds for the first Kyleism wow. of the year. Is he important? Okay, did you ever, did you ever watch uh, oh. the, the Dark Knights series? Yeah. Okay, uh, Michael Caine was, was Alfred. Oh, the old dude, the butler. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love him. I know and, his name. I and, love and, you, Kyle. And a very established actor before that, but that's oh, yes. how you would probably know him. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, he oh, no. just reminds us how old we are. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, Kelly says, on a more serious note, this birthday, my 50th, was a birthday I was never supposed to make it to see. What? I have severe asthma. Oh. And ever since I was six, I was told, you won't make it to eight. Uh, oh, that's awful to be told that at six. Then 10. Mm. Then I wasn't supposed to make it past 12. And I should have never lived through my teens and my 20s. Well, a lot of us shouldn't, for different reasons, <laughs> yeah. have lived through our teens or our 20s. Yes. Then I was never oh. supposed to see 50, and here it is. Thanks to everyone at oh. Rad and Bad Radio, you have helped me through so much. I appreciate Yay. everything that you do. Oh, happy, happy birthday. Now eat your f-ing cake. Happy, happy birthday, or we'll punch you in the face. This morning I was watching. It's taken me forever. There's only eight episodes. This has been going on for months. It's um, uh, where they they go to the a New York hospital, bunch of different ones, and it's all real life, real time, everything happening. And I mean, it it can be so emotional of what's going on with people, what's happening to them that I've had to do it in doses. And this morning I turned it off because there was a little boy in there, four years old, with such extreme asthma and they did the things at home they did the things in the ambulance they get him there and i'm like why are they beating his back i mean this poor little guy he's got like this mask on and they are just beating his back and then finally you hear him speak and he's like yes i would love my juice and you're just like oh my god this sweet little baby i'm like nope nope i'm gonna cry turn this off go back to it later well but oh thank you for sharing that with all of us to start (laughs) the day did he get his juice? He did. He got okay. his juice. I, I at least saw that. What kind of juice was it? I, I, don't, I, I, tur- I turned it off because oh. it was just so precious and heartbreaking. And the mom's crying. She's like, that's my best friend in there. I'm like, oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> oh, God. Well, that's that's a nice sentiment to her husband. <laughs> your four-year-old is your best friend. Oh, we don't know the situation between <laughs> the mom and the dad. <laughs> Um, as a, yeah, I mean, your 
kids are more important than your spouse. I, I didn't say they weren't more important, but you're, it's kind of hard to be for an adult to be best friends yeah, with a four-year-old, even if it's a mother-daughter I thing. I think she's emotional. Mm. It was a little boy. Uh, what did I say? Daughter. Oh, God. Good. And that's, that's on par for this year so far. Uh, as Kelly alluded to, uh, Dawn does not like uh, the attention, which is good. Because uh, around here we have a tradition of when it's anybody's birthday, Dawn is in charge of going out buying way too many cards. I love it. Uh, and uh, and then we read them in the first segment. And of course, since it's Dawn's birthday, she can't buy her own cards. So <laughs> we still have cards. What? Oh. <laughs> so we fun. Come on. Uh-huh. Come on. All right. Yay. Now, okay. Look on this first reading. Stay with me and don't overreact. Because I'm going to read the card the way it's actually written. And you're going to start right away, right away emailing. Duh, Rob, you can't pronounce anything right. You're a dumb-dumb. You don't do that. Because I, I, Brandon actually caught this. And I had to read what Brandon wrote like half a dozen times before I was like, what is he talking about? <laughs> and nice catch. Yeah. Nice catch. So here's how the card is written. First of all, there's a, there's a, a, a what are those things called that you blow on? <laughs> Those uh, oh, like party yeah, yeah. blowers, party blowers. Okay. Yeah, no. So there's a there's a taco with one of those in his mouth. Oh, I okay. love a taco. And then the card says, "Hope your birthday is really something to taco about." <laughs> and then you open it up and it said, "Celebrate like there's no tamale." Uh, okay. <laughs> so I, I, I saw I saw Brandon's comment and I kept reading his comment, going back to the front of the card, coming from the front of the card. So he says, "No, this card didn't do it right. It's supposed to say." Taco bout, not taco about. Taco bout is is that's the correct answer. This is a Bush League greeting card, and <laughs> you go back and, and yeah, because it says hope your birthday's really something to taco about. That's the, wrong. The pun is to just say to talk about. Taco about. Uh, yeah, about. So, yes, yes. Uh, he then finishes up by saying, uh, I, "I'll never." Is it Feliz Cumpleaños? Feliz Cumpleaños. And then he writes, "Ay, ay, ay! I can do that. I'm part Mexican." Right. <laughs> uh, Kyle is now craving Dawn's tamale pie. Yeah. Oh, oh, it is good. Yeah. And I simply wrote, "Ooh, gross! Dawn's taco." <laughs> <laughs> it still works. Uh, <laughs> Uh, next one, there's a, a big, uh, is that a brown bear or is that a grizzly bear? Oh, Probably grizzly. Okay. You know what it is? It's a cute bear. And, and he's got one one paw up. Oh, a, I want to high five him. An arm raised. Don't kill me. Uh, and it says, this birthday is saying happy birthday. At least I think so. I don't speak bear. <laughs> uh, Kyle says, I think the bear wants marshmallows. I said, no, it wants permission to go to the bathroom. Oh. Uh-huh, yeah. The other two are nice comments, and those are not entertaining. Oh, All right, next one. We got uh, we got some very colorful ta- uh, like a cacti oh, on the front. I love me cactuses. Uh, and uh, and it says birthday wishes, and then it just says, you know, blah, 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 wishing you a happy day, et cetera, et cetera. It, it's just a nice card. But uh, uh, Kyle uh, wrote, this card is teal and has cactuses on it. And, and I wrote right under it, and I put an arrow up to Kyle. I said, dumbass, she likes turquoise, not teal. And as all women will tell you, there is a difference. Well, I mean, there is. Yes, I know, exactly. Yeah, there are totally different colors wrong. of turquoise. Is uh, teal close, though? Was I close? You're, you're in the family, like right? You're in, you, right, you're in the family. It's like that ocean neon bluish color, right? Yeah, yeah okay, we're no, good enough. Right, but I, I lean more toward, uh, like, traditional turquoise or the white buffalo or the turquoise that's kind of green. White buffalo? It's a rock. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, okay. It's a great. Uh, Brando said, Dawn, have a fan cactus birthday. <laughs> 
I love you very much. Okay. I didn't catch that one the first time. Oh, I love that. All right. And our last one has one of Dawn's favorite things on earth on the cover, a cow. Oh, okay. little right. moos. And it says, I can still party till the cows come home <laughs> as long as they come home by around 9 p.m. Oh, Jesus. That's a little late. Uh, it's your birthday party till 9-ish, <laughs> or as oh. Kyle said, or 6-ish. Yeah, oh, that's much better. <laughs> and I said, as long as it doesn't interfere with blue bloods. Oh, yeah. Those are on and rerun during the day. Oh, good. Our uh, <laughs> our phone screener wrote, "It's okay. We know you won't party at all, but we love you." Phone screener knows me. And uh, Brando says, "This is way past your bedtime. Oh, yeah. Have an utterly fantastic birthday." Yeah, who stays up past nine? Good grief. Oh, not me anymore. <laughs> I barely made it to seven. I was telling them last week, Robin, I don't know if you've reached this point, but I'm like, me and my girlfriends, we plan to, when we get together, it's either we're going to meet for breakfast, we're going to meet for brunch, lunch, or dinner, but never <laughs> dinner. Hell, meeting you at six for dinner? That means what? I'm not getting home until at least nine. Mm. No thanks. <laughs> and the elderly shouldn't be on the road that late. Yes. <laughs> dark uh. <laughs> it's slippery and wet lately too uh elise wrote oh, in and said man. i just wanted to wish dawn a happiest birthday my son and i include your shoulder in our prayers oh and hope you have healed completely i love hearing your stories and experiences on the radio how how so dawn fall down go boom last year uh how is the shoulder right yeah now? no it's, it's it's done it's, it's healed done. done with well, physical therapy and everything? i didn't even have to have physical therapy oh, beautiful yep oh. so it but six months to a year you'll still have pain You'll still experience uh, weird, like you know, like this right now, hurts a little, but it's not so bad where you for, need For any those kind of, of you filled. listening on the radio, oh, yeah, this sorry. right now is up and down motion. Kind of like doing the chicken, chicken dance. There you yeah. go, exactly. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, it moves really good. I can move it in all a few years ago, you you uh, fall down, go boom again, and broke your ankle. Oh. Was, was that your first broken bone? That was my first broken bone ever, and that was because the chickens had gone to the bathroom on, you know, their poo all over the back stairs and it had rained and whoops, This is outside on, on a outside. farm. Yeah, she doesn't I, have chickens running around in the house and they're just pooing on the stairs. Just for those of you that don't know. I was know. going out back to dump some garbage and I'm like, oh, whoa, and whoop, yeah, the fell only, and slipped down. That was my first broken bone in my whole life. The only good thing that came out of that is, and I never did this before, before that happened to Dawn, is I never go anywhere where when I don't when I'm doing things like that going taking the garbage out yesterday we had a, 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 a leaky irrigation system out back that I had to go out and, and look at I don't go anywhere without my cell phone because if I oh. fall down go boom I don't want to be lying there going uh am I just gonna die here yeah my cell phone was in the house no one's home I'm like oh dear god and I I, I I've mentioned this before but we repeat everything or at least I do uh, some superwoman happened inside of me because I was just jumping on one foot up all the stairs to get inside Damn. and I tried that move once I was all healed no no can do there I think it's just natural humanness yeah. that kicks uh, in adrenaline uh, same thing survival. when I yeah when I fell and hit my shoulder. I'm just trying to go about life and do things I didn't even really realize until I lifted my arm. And, and Oh, I was able to bounce up off the bathroom floor, which, due to my size, you don't just bounce up, right? I usually am oh. like, hey, let me hold onto the counter to help to get up. But when that happened, I just bounced right up. Oh. It's it's so weird what you're able to do under that kind of stress, hmm. I guess. Brando, have you ever broken a bone? 
I've only fractured a wrist. I was uh, on a swing set, and I, the, the cool thing to do, the fun thing to do is jump, see how far you can jump off the swing. So I was doing that big push where my legs were straight forward to go swinging forward so I could jump off. I have a clarification. Yes. Are you a child at this time? Oh, yeah, yeah. This wasn't like <laughs> two years ago. Okay. All yeah, right. this is middle school. Continue. Yeah. yeah, and so I was on that last big push to uh, get as high as I could going forward, and so my legs were all the way in front of me, and I had such forward motion and i was getting so into it i fell straight backwards right onto my arm off the swing not so not such a sexy story but yeah it's just a fractured bone no if i have a question though and and we have a lot of uh, nurses and doctors that listen because i've researched this and all of the research that i've i've seen is that a fractured rib is considered a broken bone oh Hmm. So I, have you ever looked into that, Brandon? No, because when they were showing me the x-rays at the time, it was just like, it wasn't a full break. The bone wasn't completely broken. Yeah. It was just like a little sliver of the bone had been separated from the main part of the bone. No, it, it, it so makes I, no sense. It just, it looks like a fracture. It makes sense to me. And well, I, no, it makes no sense to me that it's considered broken. Yeah, that's, right. that's interesting. Yeah. And, must, and, and it's a very selfish question because up until I was 44 years old, I'd never broken anything. And then I fractured a rib. And and all the research that I've done, they claim I, I broke my rib. I'm like, no, it's not. The, I, I didn't need to do anything other than just be careful. I, was, I didn't wasn't wrapped or anything. So I don't know why they consider it a broken bone. Could it be specific to the rib? Maybe, Maybe. The way, how the ribs are made differently than like an arm bone. I like my ribs smoked. Mm. That's, how, that's how I like them made. <laughs> but I mean, there's something to it in the sense of even with my ankle, right? Obviously, they take the X-rays and they they're with the ankle. They're like, we need to see if you broke it. And they were telling me, you're going to hope that you, I know this is going to, they're like, I know this is going to sound terrible, but you're going to wish, and I don't know if this person was correct or not, you're going to wish that you broke it as opposed to spraying it or, or fracture or whatever, because it's it's even more painful. So they do like the healing it. process. And my, my shoulders, same thing. They're like showing me, they're like, yep, see that clean break right there with your humerus bone? It is broke. <laughs> I know. So it's all about tone in that delivery. You're going to wish you had a broken leg. Yeah. And the other thing, too, you know, as Brandon was telling his story and how he had fallen and, and landed on it, and my natural reaction still after breaking two bones is to go, ooh, which after breaking two bones, at least the bones I broke, the humerus bone in my ankle, you don't, I did not feel it. I had really? no clue at all when it had, it wasn't like there was a snap and I'm like, oh, screaming. I literally had no idea until I tried to use that foot and when I tried to lift up my shoulder arm. And yeah. then it was like, oh God, okay, that's painful. Uh, and Kyle, broken bones? Kyle has yet to receive a broken bone. Um, mm-hmm. I had a similar experience where it was close. Like Brandon, I was on a rope swing at the hippie school I went to. We didn't have a playground, so we had to build our own playground. Oh, that's oh. So we took so. rope and like this, it's, it's a big stick, like a half a log, and we tied it up, wrapped the rope around this branch of a tree, and we had a swing set. And we charged the other classes acorns. We didn't have currency as children. <laughs> so we had them collect acorns, and they would pay our class acorns to use the swing. So I was in charge of the swing. It was my turn to go first because I had to test it out. Oh, and my friends pushed me up really high, and um, it's fifth graders tying rope to wood and sticks. Oh, and, of gosh. course, it didn't hold. Oh, I no. fell oh. on the side of my hip, and it, oh. quote, displaced. Ooh, I remember yeah. making a big scene. I got taken. My mom came and picked me up, took me to the chiropractor, and the chiropractor's like, you displaced your hip, which means there's nothing wrong with you. You're being a bitch. Oh. And he pushed the hip back into its spot, like did the adjustment. Owie. And <laughs> I've been to the chiropractor as an adult, and they do the same thing that they did to me when I was a kid. I was like, okay, yeah. it's probably nothing happened. But I went to school, made a big deal about it. I was like, I displaced my hip. I got injured. And mm-hmm. 
it was the closest thing that ever happened. It hurt like a bitch when it did, but the, I never the, broke a bone. The thing that stands out to me is, in that story is that children are using acorns as currency. It was fun. So of much. all the things, though. But it, hilarious. It, is it because it was a hippie school that that was the, the, like, the sweetest, yeah. funnest thing? So we all built forts, too. Like Each class had their own fort, and my class, the sixth grade class at the time, had two different forts, like a girl fort and the guy fort. And uh, all the forts had their own currency of acorns. So everybody had a big pile, and we all fought over who had the biggest pile. Like I said, we didn't have a jungle gym. This is how creative hippie kids play in a field with trees. So we all had a big pile of acorns. There was people going over to other camps and their forts and stealing the acorns. And if the acorns had a little hint of green in them, they were more valuable. Whoa. See, I kind of – is this kind of what you're thinking? Because here's what I'm thinking. There's – like, if you're exchanging, I, I don't know, some kind of candy, you, there's something you get out of it. Right. Right. right or like cigarettes. Or, or, or um, even rubber bands, because you can, you know, you can throw those. Throw, whatever. Right. Oh, like, they're fun. What are you doing with the acorns? So, you're not eating them, right? Oh, you're no. not like, what are you doing? Well, see, here's the cool thing about the hippie school is you learn how to make uh, things. Like, we learned how to make arrowheads and build teepees with sticks and stuff and live like Native Americans. Well, we actually learned how to make acorn mush. So each of our classes got to make oh. some acorn mush okay. out of them after we dried them and everything. Nice. All right. I bring it up because there's a new survey that shows most Americans have never broken a bone. It's not it's not like overwhelming. Forty-five uh, percent of us have. Fifty-five percent haven't. Mm. The poll also looked at which bone you are most likely to break. Any guesses? Arm. Yes. Oh. Right there. Twelve percent of Americans have broken their arm. Twelve percent have also broken a finger. So I would have accepted Ooh, either ouch. answer. Yeah. No, oh, I feel you. like that would hurt. I feel like you would know. I think that's the one. Yeah, well, that would send you screaming. Yeah, uh, one. Of, I'm sure there's a few others. Just because yeah. it's so small. Maybe, you know, uh, well, how about these it, bigger it, bones? Ten, I don't know. Ten percent have broken a toe. Ow! Depending oh. on which toe, that can't feel good. Oh, I mean, just, no. just stub your stub your pinky uh, toe on a coffee table. Uh, you can't do yeah. anything about it. It's not like no. they can wrap it or splint it or anything. So you've got to deal with it. Yeah, but you get yourself one of those knee scooters. Oh, there you oh, go. Those are amazing. I had that when I really? broke my ankle. Over yeah. over a broken toe. <laughs> well, I mean, because you're gonna yeah, so you can move fast. Yeah, you can't balance. Yeah, if it's yeah. got a cup holder and it's motorized, oh, no, giddy no, no. up. You know what? You know, I didn't have a motorized one. It's like you still moved to the other leg, but your other leg rested on it. And, oh, yeah, had the basket, the cup holder. That's thing awful. was amazing. Oh. I ended up getting one that was, had mountain bike tires Whoa. so you can really get places. <laughs> and I especially used it when Rob and Christina got married because they got married down oh. on the beach. And I had to, like, crawl and climb. It was a weird way to get to this private beach. And those tires came in handy, man. Did you put uh, playing <laughs> oh cards God. in those tires? <laughs> On your rim so you can make it sound like a motorcycle. Oh uh, the rest of the top ten in, in order of uh, most likely uh, things to break. Ankle, foot, hand, leg, wrist, rib, collarbone. Yeah, that's the one I was oh, thinking. Oh, see, yeah, that Mm-mm. would be Mm-mm. so painful. Uh, I just assume it <laughs> no, it's 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 it it's, seems like right there. Yeah, it's not oh, a place uh, I want to uh, mess with. My no. buddy in high school, he got into a pretty bad car accident and he broke his collarbone, and he still to this day deals with pain from it. It'll, oh, it'll just flare up every once in a while, and it's it's never ending. Like the the whole collarbone is like totally warped because of it. Ugh. Do you know? And how long ago was that for him? Uh, well, 20, 20 years will be this year will be my twentieth uh high school uh, um. What is that called? Reunion. Reunion? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yep. The memory's going. 20 years <laughs> later. Uh, so that was like oh. 20, 22 years ago? Yeah, it's like the things we just don't know because when I was 19 and I, I was in a car accident and I wasn't wearing my seatbelt and I'm the passenger and my head went through a windshield and what happened was my I had a neck injury and... I, 
you know, at the time, you're just like, no, I don't want to sue. Just pay my chiropractor bills. I just, I want this to feel better. And it's literally been a lifelong problem, right? Mm-hmm. But yep. I didn't know then. I'm 19. What the hell do I know? It's like, uh, and, and none of us really even focused on chiropractic care then. My whole family was mad at me. They thought I was going to a witch doctor. Right. Cool, cool. Because they're like, no, go have surgery. I'm like, no, surgery sounds awful. I don't want to, what, no, no, thank you. And I didn't need surgery. Uh, I'm back, so so is Winrob's Change. We do it every morning at 6.30 and 9.30. And we start with Chris, the princess spreadsheeter in the gay area. Gay area. <laughs> uh, and this, this was not the way I needed to start my year. Well, nothing's been the way I needed to start my year so far. It says, for my Winrob's Change update, this will be different than usual. I'll just rip the Band-Aid right off. I have decided to retire from my princess spreadsheeting duties. Oh, boo. Bad princess. We'll miss you. I did not make this decision because of the pay. I mean, I literally have nothing <laughs> to lose. And it's not because I've lost my joy of spreadsheeting. Once a math nerd, always a math nerd. Oh. Sweet. I made this difficult decision because I am evolving in new areas of my life. I've always been passionate about coaching and mentorship, which has mostly shown up throughout my career at various spreadsheet factories over the years. (laughs) But having experienced massive personal transformation while working with a life coach several years ago and being inspired by my gorgeous wife Monica's transition from a corporate leadership role to follow her heart's passion in building her private practice as a death doula. What is that? I have no idea. So I believe a death, because I met Chris at one of our events at Fire Up Esports Lounge, and he was trying to, he was describing it as like somebody who is counseling someone who's expecting to pass. Oh. Like, um, That's beautiful. And I, I might be wrong about this, but if my memory serves me correct, it's just a uh, person who helps guide people to the next stage, which is the afterlife. So Chris says, I am fully committing myself to being a life coach. And so having little to no time or energy remaining for spreadsheeting, looking up comparable statistics, and writing witty and entertaining emails, I've made the difficult decision to hang up my pocket protector for good. (laughs) Okay, I'm conflicted. Like, I'm so proud of you. Like, this all sounds amazing, and and what an adventure, and a new adventure for you, and I I absolutely wish you much success. And the other part of me is, aren't you old like us? At some point, you stop evolving. He's not old you like just us, say, though, is I he? I am who I am. And he, he's, I mean, nobody's as old as us. Right. Okay, so, okay, I guess you can still <laughs> he evolve. Looks but at old. some point, <laughs> you hang up the evolving hat. I do think he's in his, <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember, and I'm not basing it on Kyle's comment that he looks old. Oh. I, just, I feel like he's in his mid-40s. Yeah, not, uh, that's okay. what I would guess. Yeah, um, yeah, 40s, you really think you got to do stuff. Talk about a yeah. yin-yang relationship. <laughs> he wants to be a life coach, and his wife is a death doula. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Probably makes for great sex. <laughs> Uh, he says, thank you for allowing me to be a small part of your show for so long, almost two full years. It's been a joy and a privilege, one that I've never taken for granted and one which I will certainly miss. Well, thanks for all your oh, help, Chris. Yeah. Uh, so we have an opening for a uh, spreadsheeter. <laughs> right. There is no pay. Uh, there is only on-air recognition. Uh, and you do have to be a somewhat entertaining spreadsheeter and, and writer. If and you... we'll just take your word for it that you're yeah. a mathematician. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, but, but Chris will still be listening, so he'll be able Ooh, to, to yeah. write in and go, no, that's wrong. Wrong, but uh, if you want to apply, just send us a, an, an email, uh, and I do need you know some some uh, some type of uh, bona fides, like not necessarily your resume, but proof that you can do this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we are kicking off our next <laughs> mega bucket. If you have seen the picture at radradio.com or on social media, you can see it is packed. Dear God! And once again, Michelle, the pressure cooker calculator, who is not a quitter. Uh, <laughs> 
is writing all of the clues. So we have had, oh, you have no clue other than the picture. Phone number is 888-989-9811. You'll be our first guess, and then we'll get to Michelle's clue. I mean, unless you somehow miraculously give us the right number. Uh, and then Michelle will be like, God damn it, I put a week and a half into this project. Uh, if you're our caller 18, you get to win Rob's Change. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show. Welcome back to Rad Radio. As Rob likes to say, it is what it is. Ah, what are we doing here? What has happened to this show? Oh, we got this email, rad at radradio.com from uh, Andrea. Hi, Andrea. Uh, Chris, the princess quitter in the gay area. Oh, Bay Area. Uh, mentioned that he's going to pursue uh, one of his passions while still spreadsheeting. He's going to be a life coach while he mentioned that his wife, uh, Monica, way too good for him. <laughs> Is a, is a death doula, so yeah. we were trying to figure out what exactly that is. And and Brandon had it, it mostly right. Just to, if it was like a, if it was like a college course, it would be an incomplete answer. But for for our purposes, it was good enough. Uh, Andrea says a death doula, as Brandon said, helps guide people on the path that are passing away, but also supports the family that is affected by the passing, wow. like if a loved one is in hospice, and they support the family during funeral plans. What a beautiful okay. career! Well. Oh my god. The best things in life aren't free. We're gonna help you pay some bills and fees. With Rob's Change. That's what I want. With Rob's Change. That's what I want. With Rob's Change. Make your best guess and estimate the calculation in Rob's Star of Change. With Rob's Change. That's what I want. With Rob's Change. Caller 18 is Jacob. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. All right, Jacob. We are uh, starting with, a, our, our, as promised, our, our next mega bucket, uh, so a much larger amount than you may be used to, uh, and the clues will be written by uh, Michelle, the pressure cooker calculator. You are our first guest, so you have nothing to go on other than the picture that has been posted online and on social media, uh, so take your best shot at it. All right, I'll go with $2,756.34. $2,756.34, is that correct? Correct. All right. You lose. Oh, man. You all ching ching Without in any way uh, alluding to what is or isn't the answer, that seems like a reasonable guess based on the picture and previous yeah. amounts and things like that. Uh, $2,756.34 incorrect, which brings us to Michelle, the pressure cooker calculator, who uh, is writing all the clues. And she said, uh, Rob has invited me to write the clues again for another round of Win Rob's Change. Since so many of you enjoyed the fun of the word clues from my last <laughs> round, I thought, let's do that again. Yay! Now that you've heard one round, maybe it'll be a little easier to get in my brain and know what I'm thinking. Enjoy. So, <laughs> clue number one for our next mega bucket is Black Velvet. Oh, it's a great song. Ooh, I love that song. End of the clue. Black Velvet is clue number one for Win Rob's Change. We will uh, play again at 9.30 this morning. Now, there's going to be a lot of, over the next few days, I'm sure, 
uh, me asking, hey, did you guys talk about this? Sure. Which which is going to suck when the answer is yes, because I've already prepped it and read it. I was thinking this morning as I'm doing all this prep, I'm like, how much of this goddamn work am I doing for nothing? Because the minute I start reading it, I'm going to get a bunch of hands up going, um, we literally just... <laughs> Just, just did this kind of, uh, but maybe we'll have a different viewpoint or exactly. whatever. You know? uh, but I also get to learn things uh, because uh, uh, I, I, while I was not well, I, I didn't listen to the show. What? I'm no. sleeping. <laughs> I'm resting. Yeah. And, so much. And, and it's work, you know. And oh, I, totally. Yes. If I, if I, if I was capable of working, then I should get my ass in here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I didn't, I didn't need to hear that. But I, we got this note from Patricia. We, we just got it, and it made me go, what? So uh, she, uh, she says, welcome back, Rob. Brando was awesome, awesome while you were away, which I did hear from many sources. But she says, I'm glad you're feeling better. Oh, by the way, Brandon, mm-hmm. how is Walter with the new puppy? Huh? Oh, yeah. What? 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 <laughs> well, I did not get a memo or a text or anything about well, you, this. You were down and out. I didn't want yeah. to bother you. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> but yes, so we don't have a puppy yet. We're going to be picking up our new puppy next week, I think, uh, during the week. Uh, we picked out a Bernadoodle, and we went and met uh, the pack of Bernadoodles that were um, oh, that were, were available. So cute! And so we had that opportunity to do a puppy meet and greet with other families there, and so we uh, we this particular Bernadoodle was gravitated towards us. So Sadie, the Bernadoodle, will be the newest addition to the uh, to the family. So uh, Patricia so had a follow up question, uh, and because there's two ways to do this. Did you take Walter with you, or will you be doing the introduction at home? We will be doing the introduction at home, but my my fiance is so she's so much better than, than you me in so many ways. <laughs> um, but she's doing such an amazing job at preparing Walter for the arrival of a puppy Aww. by by doing the thing that I should have been doing all along, and that's like training him and you know <laughs> instilling some discipline and consistency. I've been a little lackadaisical uh, with him oh, lately, man. so this she's. And he's taken to it right away. We're make, putting him to work. We're giving him some uh, some smelling games, uh, some things to keep his mind active. And we're doing treat training on the walks now so that once we start going on walks with Sadie, it'll be just parallel. So yeah. we'll be training them side by side, basically. And I think she's going to bring new life to him, make him a little feel a little bit younger. Probably. That's um, what you hear. But he will be pissed off for the first couple of weeks <laughs> that there's something else in the house. Yeah, but but Walter has that engineer oh, Bob uh, mentality. He seems always slightly pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. But he's, man, he's become such a love bug uh, so in, since since uh, our families, my, I've joined up with oh. the family. Um, and he's more of a mama's boy any 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 time now um, oh. than a daddy's boy so your fiance and walter are proving that yes you can teach an old dog new tricks. absolutely <laughs> always been a myth we are going to get to believe it or not a holiday pile Uh, it's only 343 days until Christmas oh, morning. Oh, my God. Better get busy. 316 days until Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Gobble, gobble. And 28 days until our next quote-unquote holiday, oh, yeah. Valentine's Day. Oh, boy. A doobie-doobie-doo. <laughs> reminder. Oh, oh, no. You got to celebrate that? No, you don't oh, got to. Right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> for, for my wife and I, it's February 14th. Yeah. So. You know what? I should say, oh, you get to. Like, if people yeah. like to. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, okay, everybody knows the, the little sweethearts, the conversation hearts. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with messages like, be mine. Uh, this year, they're doing a special version. 
uh, the, it's starting next week. Sweethearts will sell boxes of situationship hearts. What? Oh. Situationship. So, well, okay, so we've talked about this before. A situationship is any romantic or sexual relationship that is not considered to be formal or established. Mm-hmm. So we used to have terms, we've talked about this before, like friends with benefits, bed buddies. But now we have to create new words. That's what new generations do. Fine. So that's it's the same thing. Okay. It's a situation shit. All right. Uh, and so and and a lot of it is, <laughs> they, people don't label it as as anything. So other people say, oh, they're in a situation shit. So a lot of these hearts will say, see you at two a.m. Because <laughs> it's always when the night's over. You up? <laughs> right? yeah. Why do I feel yes, like these are for like up. the couples that are cheating, like with a partner that's having something else on the side? Oh, I got a situationship. Like he's got like uh, his regular wife, and then he's got somebody on the side. He's getting the situationship ones for the ones on the side. That's just adultery. That already, that already <laughs> right. has well, a name. And, and you don't want to mix those up. No, true. Give them to the wrong. Give them to your wife. Right. Well. <laughs> See, like, like Dawn's idea right away of, of uh, whatever, whichever one of you said things like you up or, yeah, you know, see you at 2 a.m. At 2 a.m. <laughs> that, that would be better than, than what, than, than what the, the sweethearts people did. So the way they define it is, you know, the, the rela- a relationship that's a situationship is hard to read. Like, what are, what are they doing? Are they boyfriend, girlfriend? Are they, are they friends with benefits? Because they don't label it. So other people kind of label oh, it. Oh, okay. Okay, so the, the key phrase there is it's a hard-to-read relationship. So A hard-to-read relationship for other people. Right. It, right. And, and maybe, maybe in some cases the couples don't actually know how to define it. Well, no, no, no. Don't call me your boyfriend. But let's go have sex. That kind of thing. <laughs> so starting next week, they will sell these situation hearts that are just like their normal candy. There's no fun other terms like no. you up or t- see at 2 a.m. Oh, or anything it's the same words like be mine but because situationships are hard to read the the situationship candy hearts are blurry and hard to read <laughs> wait wait so they're just taking the defects from yep. the regular box honestly and just shoving it into a new box that says situationship because that's happens Aww. that's almost every box that's out there right now. you know now. what though that's brilliant it is when they sat around they're like dear god we have all of these we, we, <laughs> yeah. we, we don't this is money right here what can we do with and, them and i'm sure many of them were from the 1980s yeah they lying around and they go finally finally we have an opening do we know if these things here like heartburn because they taste very similar to tums yeah, they're never good, <laughs> are they? Wow. Very they're similar. Just, talking and, and, you, yeah. and this is the deal with these. You literally can have some from the 80s and still box them up and sell them because, <laughs> A, no, I mean, I think there's two things going on. No one eats them, and when you do, they already taste like they're 50 years old. Yeah, it, They've it, never well, tasted like they were fresh and good. 50-year-old chalk is <laughs> yeah. basically it. But like, aside from chocolates and things that, like, have actual perishable things in it where they could go bad, just do things like, like, Twix, or I'm sorry, not Twix, but like, um, I just had oh, it on wow. the top of my mind. Like Skittles. Do Skittles. those things go bad? Or like Starbursts? Oh. Are Starbursts, those that, yes. Oh, they they get, do go bad. Yes, okay. they get really hard. Oh, like okay. like teeth cracking hard. Skittles oh. Skittles never last long enough in my house for me right. to know from personal experience. Same sure. thing hard. So my, my middle sister, Mary, she is like a freak of nature in our family because she has always been fit as a fiddle. And we would go trick-or-treating as kids and my older sister and i oh we'd go through our bags so quickly well our uh uh, a pillowcase that's what we used we would find hers months later that she stashed and hid 
because she just wasn't one to just go ahead and eat all of it, and she think she thought she needed it later and didn't want us to take any. And yeah, it just it goes hard. It was like the suitcase and hard candy. By the way, not to get off on a, on a sidetrack here because uh, this could take over the show. What the hell does that expression "fit as a fiddle" mean? Where does that come from? I don't know because who really is right? But what what is it? What I was a fiddle fit. I don't know. That makes no hard, sense. Maybe. Fits in a case. <laughs> How does that define yeah. fitness? Where does it come from? It's just always been around. No, it is. It's been around forever. <laughs> I, I don't know if youngsters, which to dawn on me is anyone under 40, yeah. even know what the expression is. But when you said it, I I, I, I do this a lot with you anyways. I stopped listening. <laughs> because up. my mind started going, what does fiddle as a fiddle uh, mean? Yeah. A fiddle is not, how does a fiddle be defined as fit? I bet it was something that, was, that wasn't even the same, and we turned it into that. Like we just got it all wrong. And we turned it into fit as a fiddle. So the the definition, of course, is in very good health. Mm -hmm. But there's other descriptions like the the first author who used it in in their work. It started out as as fine as a fiddle, and then it it morphed into as fit as a fiddle. That's Dawn's thing. We we screwed it up. Yep, we did. Telephone. Fine as a fiddle, fine. That makes sense. Fine as a fiddle. All right, next up in the holiday pile, I am cheating a little bit uh, in the sense of, uh, since it's the, the new year, we, we get all these, oh, it's 2024 stories, and I'm just putting those in the holiday pile because it's kind of like it's a new year, it's a, a fresh beginning, et cetera. So with that said, anybody know how much a stamp costs? No, 52 I, cents. How much? 52. Okay. Yeah, have, I, I, the ones I have, I've had for a while, and they all say forever on them, right? They don't even put right. the amount anymore. I have no idea. Is it up to like 60 cents? And the, by the way, before anybody calls it right, you can get stamps just that are the price. Uh, the forever stamp is the one where the whatever price you pay for it, they're they're good even though the prices are constantly going up. Uh, so we have fifty two cents and sixty cents. Yeah, well, you know what? I thought I had these for a while time. I swear, they're all um, Christmas themed. So this is what I'll be using, and I rarely ever use them. So I'll have these in the middle of summer if I had to mail something, and, and so that means I bought them just recently and i have no idea i mean i I, I remember i have to use mail occasionally there's there's various like small businesses that we work with that don't have online payments things like that yeah i had no idea what the right answer was when when i looked at this brando do you have any idea i'm going with one dollar (laughs) bob well it's closest without going over so brandon you've been eliminated and actually dawn would be the winner because only 14 percent of people in a new poll when they were asked how much a stamp costs right now Correctly answered, 66 cents. Wow. Whoa. Holy cuss word. I remember when it used to cost a nickel. Uh, Half of uh, all people guess prices lower than 66 cents. 17% guess prices higher. 19%, one out of five people, didn't even guess because they have no clue. They're like, what's a stamp? What, what is mail? I, I don't know See, what the if, is. See, if more of us used stamps, the price would go down. Well, who buys just one stamp? I usually go to like the grocery store and ask for stamps. They give me a sheet of them, and that's 20 bucks. Right. Well, the problem for most of us is that sheet will last for four years now. Mm-hmm. It's like, so eh, you lose them. And by the way, no surprise here. The segment of the population most likely to know the price of the postage is those over 65. Yeah. Uh, I bring all this up because uh, in a couple of days here, in, in the new year, the price of postage is going up once again uh, to uh, 68 cents. Just, you know what, just no. make it a dollar. You know that's where you're going. Just get it over with. Rip the Band-Aid off. <laughs> God. Uh, 68 cents. 
Yeah, I mean, I. It's just expensive for I, one little stamp. I was in the 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 fifty cent area, like fifty two or something like that. Were they still a penny when you guys were little? The- <laughs> I'm just curious. Were they really a nickel? Well, because oh, I remember being a kid. I'm sure they were probably in the early nineties. I'm guessing they were probably close to like a quarter. I I don't remember. They See, were, I, they were super cheap. Yeah. They were like I, I want to say five cents, but I could be wrong. They're, they were not five <laughs> cents when we were kids. Compared to now, hearing sixty eight cents. Uh, so uh, a lot of people have written in about the uh, the expression "fit as a fiddle," and they're claiming it's because a fiddle is an hourglass shape. Oh, that oh, is okay. yeah. Oh, well then that, that doesn't apply sense. with my sister. She has more of that like athletic build. They're the ones that always complain that they don't have the curves or whatever, and people that have curves are like, "Shut up! Look at you! You've got an athletic body build." <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. when the expression was created, that wasn't true, right? Yeah, we yeah. liked more, not full figure, but... Yeah, well, I'm just saying pertaining to her body, right? If you're going to say, oh, look at you, you're fit as a fiddle. Okay, actually, you're not. You're not curvaceous. Uh, Leah wrote <laughs> in uh, about the uh, the sweetheart candies, you know, the little... Uh, says, I know I'm on an island, but I love them. I love the chalky taste and the ch- the texture when I chew on them. Blech. Uh, How do you chew on a sweetheart? You yeah. just bite into it and it disintegrates. Uh, well, yeah, but there's that there, that moment of it breaking apart and it turns kind of chalky and gritty. Almost Necco wafers. I love Necco cool. wafers. The 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 uh, rainbow colored ones, but the really good ones are the root beer flavored Necco. Oh, wafers. I used to like the root oh, beer ones. So good. Yeah, I never got into those. You like bottle caps too? Oh, um, bottle caps were great. Those, yeah, yeah those can oh be fun. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah, I loved those. Uh, Amanda wrote in and said, I really thought that the conversation hearts that you guys were just talking about were going to have question marks on them. Yeah. That would, <laughs> that, but, then, but then they would have to make new ones. Mm-hmm. They yeah. can't get rid of their old defective ones These and just blur <laughs> out the words, which is clearly all they did. All right, let's get to the pressure cooker right now. we got a pair of tickets to see Jim Jeffries at Sacramento Memorial Auditorium, Friday, January 26th at 7 p.m. The pressure cooker is our daily trivia game. We play every single day, although we don't get a winner every single day. We sure don't. It's trivia. You either know it or you don't. Uh, you don't. Five right in 30 seconds. None of that matters unless you're caller 18 right now. You can do it. 888-989-9811. Caller 18 plays the pressure cooker. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show. First, it was rad radio. Then it was bad radio. Now it's just awful. This is the Rob Anybody and Dawn Show. A couple emails, rad at radradio.com. First one says, the live paper crinkle is back and it's glorious. Welcome back, Rob, and happy birthday to Dawn. Aw. Do, Brandon, you, you, when I've done bad radio with you, you crinkle it. Do you just not do it with as much vigor as, as mm, I do? No, I've, I've moved away from oh. the paper crinkle because okay. I feel like that's a uh, TM for you. Okay. Uh, you're... I, it just it doesn't really fit me as a host, so I like to leave that for you. I always feel uncomfortable now at this point when I don't have something to crinkle as we're, as we're coming back. Like when there's no e- emails worth reading, and I just have to. It, it, and and, and like for what 25 years, that that was normal. You just waited and then you started talking. Now I'm like, oh my god, what am I going to say? What, how, how do I lead into this promo I have to do? Do you crinkle papers at home? Uh, I, I, I do not. Okay. Do you crinkle papers at a restaurant? Like, do you do you crinkle the, the Waitress. menu? Waitress. Uh, also, Here's what I'll order. Danielle wrote in and said, uh, I wanted to give a birthday shout out to a huge kind of fat fan, Justin. Not overly fat, not underly, just the perfect beer belly. You're an amazing co-worker and you share your birthday with Dawn. Woo-woo. Dawn, can I get an ooh, ooh, ooh? 
it's like did I just do that? Woo woo woo. Eight, yeah, I mean, I didn't I know. I don't do a ooh. Yeah, it's just eight O's in, in each one of them. Or is it the thing that your your wife Ew. Rob Christina does when she's talking about checking when somebody gives her a uh, a woman gives another woman ooh. a compliment? They go ooh ooh ooh. Yeah, but Dawn Maybe doesn't do it. that. I don't do that. No. But I, I go ooh. Is it is it when we're doing the shout out game and woo, and woo. you and you go ooh ooh ooh? Oh, okay, mm. ooh ooh ooh. There needs to be H's in between those O's. If that's uh, the case. Yeah, yeah. That wouldn't that be O O O? Yeah. Well, we've given him all of them. But, true. <laughs> uh, she says Justin loves it. Not really. It drives him crazy. <laughs> Sing your ooh, ooh, ooh loud and proud for him. All right, well, you got a guy, you already got plenty of them. Oh, happy birthday, now eat your cake. Happy, happy birthday, or we'll punch you in the face. We didn't do the woo-woo. Uh, coming up at the bottom of the hour after we uh, play the pressure cooker, uh, if you're watching us live on Rad TV at members.radradio.com, it'll be the Dogwoods Resort Canine Cam. Oh, the big little puppy. What's coming up, Brando? Got my dog Walter in the house. <laughs> I, I was thinking about, since we got some new brain games for him, I was thinking about bringing them in, but I... I want to get him fine-tuned and like really into it so that he's show ready to display his uh, his n- brain nose games that we're doing. And you're up, home. I'm sorry, your upcoming new puppy is going to be named what? Sadie. Have you decided how long into her development she will make her uh, Rad TV debut? <gasps> I, I don't know. Um, not sure yet. You know, there's going to be a couple of months really until she's she's ready to like go for walks and go to the park and stuff. So once she gets up to that level, oh. I might bring her in like occasionally. But she's she's going to be primarily a, a home dog, my fiance, fiance's dog. She wants to go the route of being more uh, therapy dog driven. Oh, that's nice. I mean, I I just don't like it for selfish reasons. Puppy breast gone after two oh, months. Yeah. Oh. I, I like. I envision. I told already told this to Brandon. I I, just, I envision myself sitting here holding the the puppy. I'll just babysit it the whole time. Oh, this is this is not going to be distracting. <laughs> By the way, Brando, if I could just make a, a an on air suggestion, uh, not selfish like Dawn's, but rather for the audience. <laughs> mm-hmm. When when she's ready, maybe if I don't know what your girlfriend's if, I'm sorry, fiance's schedule is, but maybe she could just bring her in. For one apparent, like like you know, we'll do a, a canine cam, and everybody will get to meet her, yeah, and then and then she can go back home, something yeah, like we that. We could talk about it. Uh, oh. If you have uh, any recorded uh, videos of uh, your uh, pets or animals, uh, just uh, do it horizontally. Email us rad at radradio.com, and you can be part of the Dogwoods Resort Canine Cam on Rad TV at members.radradio.com. Let's get to the pressure cooker. Tickets for you to see Jim Jeffries at Sacramento Memorial Auditorium Friday, January 26th. Caller 18, we lost, and this is why we always get a caller 19, and this is why you hold on. Hello, Jess. Good morning. Good morning. Here's how this works. Your timer will begin when I finish reading the first question, which is true-false. So you got a 50-50 shot. You get that one right, and then you got to get four more to win. You can pass any questions you want. We'll do a recap when we're done to give you your score and everyone playing along the answers. And i got to take the first thing you say, and I hope I don't screw this up because Brandon <laughs> said it three or four times. So if you say Walter and then you say Sadie, yep. ding, ding. i got to take Walter <laughs> as the answer. Uh, do you have any questions, Jess? No, sir. Oh, so polite. Oh, obedient. That's obedience. <laughs> oh, my you hear that, God. Sir? Yeah. Oh, no, man. sir. Oh, Lordy, good luck. Uh, here we go. Uh, true or false? The show Better Call Saul has never won an Emmy. True. Name one of any one of the eight NFL teams playing this weekend. 49ers. In entertainment, what does E-G-O-T stand for? 
Pass. Name the capital city of New Hampshire. Pass. What is the most popular dog breed in America? Labradoodle. What stand-up comedian stars in the new number one Netflix show called Lift? Pass. All right. Well, that was an excellent effort. Well, I mean, you know, you're hoping it goes quick so you get more. Well, you just quickly say pass. Sure, uh, but yeah. you do have to answer a few along the way. I know, Maybe I know. she just realized that she was playing to win Jim Jeffries tickets, and she's not a fan, <laughs> so she just Maybe. passed. Or she's dumb. Hey! Well, I didn't, you know, in all God. honesty, I didn't know those either, so I kind of felt dumb, too. Oh. <laughs> uh, we got to six questions out. Hey, you only need five. Let's see how she did. True or false? The show Better Call Saul has never won an Emmy. She said that is true. That is a crime. Uh, and that is a major crime. Not uh, that we need awards to justify our good taste in shows. Y- y- they don't even know either. It's no. too good for an, an Emmy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Better Call Saul now holds the record for the most Emmy losses. Uh, it is the most snubbed series of all time. The show, uh, a prequel to uh, Breaking Bad, has received a whopping 53 Emmy nominations during its six-season run, but did not end up winning any. That's how you Whoa. know it's good. Exactly. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> when you don't have the approval of stupid Hollywood, you know you're good. But when Dawn's favorite show wins a ton of Emmys, it's like, whoop, whoop, everybody knows, yeah. Uh, yes. Like Beef did just recently. <laughs> yes, and, and uh, also The Bear. Mm-hmm. Those those are two excellent uh, choices. Well, I've seen Beef. I mean, we used to get those confused because once about the restaurant, so I always would think that's Beef right. until I saw Beef. Right. Yeah, and <laughs> nothing the, to do with the restaurant. Beef's the road race yeah. show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, name any one of the eight NFL teams playing this weekend. She said the 49ers. There will be uh, four games this weekend, two on Saturday, two on Sunday. It's my favorite football weekend of the year. Most people say next weekend because it determines who goes to the Super Bowl. Ooh, oh, those, wow. Those people are stupid. Oh. You have four games <laughs> with the teams that have weeded out the other teams coming up this weekend. Texans, Ravens, Packers, Niners, Bucks, Lions, Chiefs, and Bills. In entertainment, what does E-G-O-T stand for? And she passed. EGOT? I don't know. E- well, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. Exactly. It can be pronounced EGOT, but yeah. that's not what I asked. Right. Uh, the reason that's a story is, again, back to the Emmys, Elton John officially joined the elite EGOT club when he won an Emmy for his Disney Plus series, uh, where he did his farewell st- uh, concerts from Dodger Stadium. Mm. So he is now amongst other EGOTs like... Jennifer Hudson, Mel Brooks, John Legend, Whoopi Goldberg, Audrey Hepburn, and more. There's, uh, what, 19 of them. No. Do you get a special EGOT trophy? No, you get oh. you get a, a trophy from at least each one of those. Right, yeah, I know, I, I, yes, I know that, yeah. but I'm wondering if there's a one for EGOT, right? Once you collect all of the trophies, you can put them together, and they, ah. they just form like some sort of Transformer robot. Ah. Uh, let's see, the next one was named the capital city of New Hampshire, and she passed. What is it, on, Berkshire? On I don't know. Berkshire? I always <laughs> I always think it's Manchester, but it's not. Concord? Oh. Concord is correct. Oh, wow. Uh, that doesn't sound right either. New Hampshire's in the news because uh, we're... <laughs> I, I'm convinced what, what got me sick at the beginning of the year was my body realized, oh, good, it's an election year. Uh. Uh, and we're into this now. Uh, the Republicans are deciding who's going to run against Grandpa Joe Biden. Uh, and they voted for the first time last week in the the Iowa caucuses, and now next up are the New Hampshire primaries. Uh, and uh, Donald Trump is is left, and is the right now the overwhelming leader. Former Governor of South Carolina Nikki Haley and Governor of Florida Rick DeSantis are the ones that are left. Okay, it's not like I want to talk about it. I'm just how many of those do you have to have till you know who's appointed? It's uh, it's based on. Okay, quick answer. Yeah. 
whenever you win a state, you get what are called delegates, and you have to get to a certain number of delegates. So they they keep going until somebody gets to that number of delegates. Oh, so you could go to all states. Uh, oh yeah, uh, okay. in um, oh man. Uh, oh, this has happened. Uh, oh yeah, it's gone all the way down to the day before uh, the, uh, the the convention uh, it's like into into June. Um, and it, it's it, it sometimes it finishes after what we call Super Tuesday, which I believe this year is March fifth. Uh, it just depends on. And how... and Grandpa's still running. Yeah, well, he's oh. the current president. He's the incumbent. He doesn't have to do anything. They automatically run. And, yes. I thought they were going to yank him out or something. <laughs> Tell him he can't. I run. I don't know the process of yanking a president out. I don't know if they come in with the cane and put it around his neck and <laughs> you unzip the pants first. I mean, there there are there are certainly plenty of stories about people wanting them to not run but they're uh, running out yeah. of time they, they you only have so long in, until it's like he's your he's your candidate technically before anybody writes and then i'm getting get past this boring crap the, they could go to their convention this summer and they could at that time he could like resign he could announce i'm not i'm not going to do it okay. and then they then it starts this process where you anoint or rather appoint uh, uh, potential nominees and it's a long boring so process if it happened that's where it would happen because the dems aren't having this thingy that the republicans are having because right. they have a president right now that's a dem right okay. so yeah when you have an incumbent there yeah. isn't a primary process unless somebody tries to challenge you which never works Parte. Uh, next question what is the <laughs> most popular dog breed in america did she say a labradoodle uh -huh. yeah okay yeah. labrador Stupid incorrect frenchies uh, yep, used to be Labradors for years until two years ago. What? French Bulldogs, no! uh, as they're affectionately called, have skyrocketed in popularity they're over the cute. past few years. Yeah. Uh, they have, for the third year in a row, are on the American Kennel Club's most uh, popular dog breeds list. It's French Bulldogs, then Labradors. Yeah, hell yeah, woo woo. So in this case, you praise being number two. In other cases, it's always <laughs> no, you got to be first. No, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm excited for labs. Uh, uh, Not oh, that they're number two. I'm it. disregarding the French Bulldog as number one. They're cute and all, but and this is a fad. Okay, well, it's a three-year-long running fad. Well, we're done with fads now. We hold on to them too long. Uh, Golden Retrievers, <laughs> third, German Shepherds, and then Poodles round out the top five. And uh, then at the uh, buzzer, she passed on what stand-up comedian stars in the new number one Netflix show called Lift. Kevin Hart. Yes. Uh, which, by the way, is getting destroyed. Uh, this is uh, the next, uh, what was the Christmas show we kept talking about that was awful? The happiest oh, Christmas. Oh, yeah. The, 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 the last Christmas movie? No. Yeah, well... Yeah, it was a Netflix joint. It, it the was best the, Christmas ever. Gosh, it was the one. Now I'm forgetting her damn name. Heather oh, Graham. Heather Graham. The, uh, and, and Brandy they, Norwood. They wanted to say it was the best Christmas ever. I think okay. that's what the name of it that was. What, so, so that and that was for a couple weeks before the the holidays. The number one show overall on Netflix. The new number one show on Netflix is this Lift thing, uh, starring Kevin Hart. And people are, they're making the same comments. I couldn't get past 20 minutes, oh, et cetera. Dang. And I, I watched oh, the, that's too bad. the trailer because I, 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 I saw this story and I had plenty of time on my hands right. lying around. <laughs> and I was like, this, the, the trailer looks so bad, I didn't even want to bother. So I, mm -hmm. I, I haven't seen oh. it. I've had it saved in my list for, for since it came out because my husband and I love to watch comedians together. Just haven't had an opportunity to sit and watch it, and maybe not. Maybe well, one of those nights where you know you're going to fall asleep. And this is one of the things that's unappealing <laughs> about it is it's not a comedy. It's oh. it's it's an irreverent spy drama with some oh, comedy. Oh, it's a thing. movie, duh. That's right. right. Yes, but didn't he also do something with um, 
<sighs> another he and another comedian, and it's almost like a documentary. Uh, Chris yes, Rock. Yes, he and Chris Rock. Yes. yes. Okay, I was thinking of that one too, and I have that one saved in my list. That's excellent. That's right. That movie I also have saved. Dang so it. it's it's a cookie cutter of any heist movie. It's yep. basically the Italian job with a different cast. Oh, see, I can't stand why they're putting Kevin Harden in everything. He's in almost everything you look at now, and I think it's diluting his comedy quite a bit. I'm, I'm still I'm still looking forward to it because I I love Chris Hart movies. I, I can't even think of a Chris Hart movie Kevin, I Kevin don't like. Hart. Kevin Hart, sorry. Yes. Well, see, so so I uh, 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 I think Kevin Hart's comedy is still excellent. I don't think it's diluted his, his stand up comedy. His movies, I've I've never been a fan of. Yeah, this oh, one looks him. horrifically bad. Oh, it can't be. He's in it. Nope. <laughs> uh, in the end, uh, our contestant. Well, wow, well, she got one right. Two more chances for you to win at eight and nine a.m. All right, couple of uh, I'll follow up emails. Uh, Steve wrote this in. Uh, is that's is this uh, let's uh, is this how you guys would describe? So when, when we're when we're doing bad radio, and especially when I'm not here, so Brandon's in the invisible captain's chair. Is this how you would describe it? Steve says, Rob Brandon did great, and I do love bad radio. However, anything you want to talk about? Because I mentioned you know. You guys didn't talk about this kind of thing. Uh, anything you want to talk about or stuff you've prepped is good to go since Bad Radio doesn't really talk about anything and just reads emails. Yes. That's that, accurate? That's absolutely oh, oh. accurate. We don't talk about anything. We just read an email after email. after We don't we, put give any insight or personal stories. Exactly. Nothing like that. N- nothing, oh, we, uh, you know what? We might grunt or laugh. We talked about zebra gum. <laughs> Fun stripe? Yeah, that one. Yeah. Kyle. What? That would not be a topic that Rob would right, yeah. prep for. I don't and we think. we were just really, that... we were having fun with it. We weren't really looking for topics that we talked right. about. Right. <laughs> I, I realize you were being sarcastic, like you never yeah. had anything in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that was that the story about how it's disappearing? Yes. Yeah. See, see, when I if I do the food pile, I would have to say, did you guys talk about which this? is a travesty. It's a classic. It should stay around. It's ridiculous. Well, that hard, flavorless gum. Yeah. I miss it already. <laughs> stick around, right? God. No reason for uh, it to stick around if it's losing the company money. I know. And there's you to bring that up. Uh, Andrea wrote in and said, I love bad radio, but I'm so happy to hear Rob back. I had Aww. the same ick you had. It's been three months, and what? I still find it hard to breathe. No. Three months? That No. The best uh-uh. word I can think of is just brutal. I don't wish it on my worst enemy. Eh, my worst enemy. Eh, no. eh, I'd, I'd have no problem wishing this uh, on, uh, on on him or them. Um, yeah, no, it's it's an ass kicker, and, and uh, it's they don't know it's 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 RSV and maybe the flu, maybe something they can't identify. It's not COVID because of course you can't find anything out without taking a stupid ass COVID. I would have much preferred COVID, obviously, uh, but it, it it knocks you on your ass. Uh, it can take days. Uh, and, and I'm I'm far from a hundred percent. And hearing that she's on three months, I have heard reports of months of this. That, that's absurd. Uh, sticking around. So uh, uh, I, I I did have there were a few really cool things that did happen, at least uh, believe it or not. And by the way, before I get to that, I mean it's such an ass kicker. My wife and I flew to Las Vegas for a planned five day trip. Everything was canceled because Christina got it first, and she was down the whole time, throwing up. We couldn't go to any of our dinners. Couldn't go to Bruno Mars, which was the whole point of the oh, trip. Damn. He's such a great show. Yeah, and it was that bad. It was like the idea of even 
getting up and and getting dressed and and go it was did you at least were you at least able to get room service because you know some hotels still haven't gone back to that that, that was all we had because uh, it, that, it was it, we even going downstairs to get something to eat i think oh. we i think we dined i think at one restaurant and that was when we arrived and it was it was shortly after she got this so she's a week ahead of me and it's it's and it's she's just now is getting over it and i think it's still i've heard i hear her coughing because the, the 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 symptoms are, are a little different but similar for for everybody yeah and, and so uh, i haven't gotten the vomiting uh but uh, the 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 cough the the, the fatigue the uh, the headache my, for me my father-in-law all he ever got and see i don't know if it's the same thing is a really bad cold with a cough and that was weeks ago, but he still has the cough. Like, he feels fine. He feels like he always has felt, but he still has this cough. And there'll be the occasional loogies. Which Yum. could be also yeah. contributed by his, his smoking. Because, that you know, his, how much time he spent smoking. Your, his whole life, he literally, yeah. what he, what, oh God, I'd have to, I actually wrote the date down in my phone because he does like to know. He does keep track, though, because he never thought he would quit. Because I believe he started smoking at the age of... 12 and quit smoking when he was uh, 79 almost 80 now he's 81 so it's maybe been a year and a half oh yeah everything that this is the thing he has that side of my husband's family their genes are amazing because my father-in-law can still eat like a teenager because all of his ailments have nothing to do with his eating habits or anything like that. It's all from the everything that has gone on with him. Like the last couple of years, they said, you, this is from smoking. This is from smoking. It's crazy how many organs smoking effects. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It, it is insane. Things you wouldn't even think. And it's like, I, I'm, I'm really glad I did quit. It is, it is awful as... As lovely as I know it can be, people, it really destroys your body. Well, and ironically, I I I I don't know if it shows up on Rad TV or not, but I'm experiencing another lovely because I have many lingering symptoms. This, I just break out in a sweat. Oh, my sweatshirt is is soaked right now, and I never oh, sweat. And and yeah. there's I'm I'm all I'm soaked up here. If if you rub your if I rub my index finger over my forehead, yeah, it just it gets it just gets wet. Oh. Um, I but, wanted to give you like this welcome hug. And I'm like, Mm-mm. no, 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 you don't. I, no, 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 because I, I don't know how long like, this could be some new thing where you're always contagious. You know, what I mean? how sometimes it wears off and you reach a point at which you're no longer contagious. Uh-uh. Uh, there was there was, as I mentioned, a, a, a very few get good things that came out of this. And one of them is I really I really want to thank now longtime listeners will remember them. Uh, the happiest hour. Uh, we've been partnered with them and, and their partners for a, a couple of years. Uh, and uh, uh they just reached out and sent me a care package. Oh, that's really nice. And uh, there were two things. So they they've got. Uh, first of all, let's let's define. So these are Brandon. These are what are th- these are terpene shots. Right. Okay. So, what does that mean? So terpenes are basically uh, they're they're, they're uh, parts of the marijuana plant that these mad scientists over at the Happiest Hour have been able to extract <laughs> and incorporate into these companion shots, which can or cannot be used when you're partaking. Um, a lot of people are able to get the effects out of these without even partaking, but it does boost the the effects um, and also 
contributes to the effects by which terpenes there are. So each, basically terpenes are, are like, they have uh, it's a camp combination of cannabinoids um, that produce the diverse range of effects and it won't get you stoned or anything. I, I, there's, no, there's no THC. It, correct, no. yeah. It's yeah. all extracted from the plant, um, but it's used to maybe give you a, uh, a little more energy or make you feel a little more euphoric or maybe even calm you down. What, what what did you say? A, ca- a cannabinoid? Cannabinoids? What the hell are those? It's it's the are those are like the THCs and the the CBDs. Oh, those okay. are the things that might have a psychotropic effect. Uh, so uh, and as Brandon was saying, there there is a different formula for each one, and they can give you different effects. And it, it, you don't have to be a partaker. I'm not. Never have been to feel the effects of of some of their shots. And uh, although one of them. Although it doesn't have to be used with anything with THC, uh, the there's the intensify, which just intensifies your experience. In fact, uh, Brandon, you had mentioned years ago that you found it intensified some sexual experiences. Oh yeah, we always have uh, my my fiance and I have a nice stash of intensify shots in the fridge for those moments because you take it 30, 20, 30 minutes before it's time to to go to bed. And it does. It amplifies everything. And these are liquid shots. Yes. Just in case anyone's envisioning. Because you can put, I've seen people that have certain shots they have to take due to illnesses that the, the syringes mm-hmm. will even be in the fridge. So it's not that. So uh, I had mentioned uh, <laughs> I had mentioned a year or so ago that, that uh, so Kyle, Kyle loves the, or you did love, I don't know if he still likes the, the sleep shots. Those oh, yeah, the sleep ones up. are great. Oh. And those are those are too much for me for whatever reason. You know, but different bodies respond to different things. Yeah, but- I never had tried those ever because I'm I'm annoying. I hit the pillow, I'm out. It doesn't matter what stresses, what... The, my world could be crumbling, and there's been times, you know, where we've all felt like our world's crumbling, right? And I'll still go to sleep. I, I, don't, I don't know what this is. I think I mastered it as a kid or something. What I really like about the sleep, though, is like it's not the the sleep I got; it's how I felt before I fell asleep. You know, when like the blankets feel extra comfortable, <laughs> and your head hits the pillow when you're super tired, and you're like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I'm in bed." That was the effect. It was so amazing. So the the one that helped me for that effect, uh, maybe because I'm just a wuss, was the the calm shot, uh, which, as it says, is, is mainly I think designed for people with anxiety or whatever. Oh. But it it was it was enough to help me turn my brain off. And uh, and then, then they have the mend shots, which my mother with her arthritis had a ton of success with. That's right. Mm. And so they sent me a, a couple cases of both of those. And I start. I, I am not claiming that they are the ones that got me back here, but the timing is pretty coincidental in terms of when I was able to start using them. They've helped. And when I was able to to be be back here. Um, per, actually, my personal favorite are, are the wake shots. Yes. Uh, which they are taste good. The ones all day. That, that in the morning, they give you a little kick. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it, it, and and they, yes, they're, they're, depending on your taste, they're all delicious or whatever. So they were very nice uh, to, uh, to send me that. And uh, we are thrilled to be partnered with them again uh, and offer you uh, the, uh, the various Happiest Hour shots. Now, we don't have their full inventory yet, but if you go to radradio.com and you go to the Stupid store. Superstore. Uh, we've redesigned it a little bit, uh, and you want to go to it's a, it's the middle box, if you will, uh, where what's in the box? It, <laughs> it, 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 the happiest hour, oh. and you just click on that, and it'll take you over to uh, the where you can order the happiest hour. It's separate from the regular old stupid store. Superstore, where you buy our swag and stuff, and it's separate from the Maptrician click. 
uh, in the stupid store as well. Super but there's store. there's those three of them, uh, and a lot of different departments. They're available right now, uh, and uh, we will we will be fully stocked uh, very soon. And we also have uber competitive prices uh, on uh, this because of our, our new partnership. So we're thrilled to have them back. Uh, you can get your uh, happiest hour shots uh, online at radradio.com. Go to the stupid store. Superstore. Middle box has a picture of them, and you can order it right there. Rob. Anybody. And Dawn. The Rob. Anybody. And Dawn Show. New Year, same crap in the stupid store. Rad stuff, bad stuff, food stuff. Get yours now at radradio.com. Couple of emails. Uh, first one is from Sarah. Hey, Sarah. Says, I'm ready to wish the lovely Dawn and my amazing wife, Reagan, a birthday shout out. Dawn is definitely over the hill. <laughs> yes. And my wife is close behind at the ripe old age of uh, 38 years oh, old. Oh, Jesus. That is still uh, so young. That is, that's no, Brandon's please. age. He knows that's not true. That is geriatric. My wife has to work today, unfortunately, but I wanted to wish them both a happy birthday, and I hope you have a great day. Thank you. Uh, next email is from Big Tomato. Uh, we, uh, what's the backstory on this? Um, so he, oh my gosh, what's the best way to describe it? They're a family that has just a ton of crops and they just grow everything. And they're, they're a farming family, a ranching family, and they've been around forever. And they're, um, you know, it, it, oh my God, sunflowers they grow and tomatoes. That's why you call them big tomato because they definitely produce so many tomatoes that are used not only around the state of California, but the world and all the things they produce. Nuts. Oh my gosh. I mean, just an endless supply. I'm not doing them a bit of justice right now for how amazing they are and all of the things that they farm that um, not only help feed America, but the world. And so, they're just uh, a great family. And I went out and took a tour and got to know all of them. Big Daddy of Big Tomato wrote in and said, is my son Kane's birthday tomorrow? <laughs> Big Tomato is officially putting in a birthday shout out. And FYI, he's not named after a Bible reference. <laughs> We are huge San Francisco Giants fans, and he was born after a World Series win where Matt Cain was integral to their success. Yeah, uh-huh. all right. Now, that's that's a manly reason to be named Cain. That's is. pretty cool. Uh, by the way, oh he's 11 years old. Oh. Happy, happy birthday. Now eat your f***ing cake. Happy, happy birthday, or we'll punch you in the face. My, my husband and I went and met him and his family and his kids, his wife, for breakfast one day, and I mean, just the best kids. Just so polite and quiet the whole breakfast, but, you know, they spoke up when they were talked to and just great people is this the same family that had me go out on their fields and drive their equipment to the the tomato picker on yes. their f- okay okay mm-hmm. yeah. yes oh yeah. dude that was so fun yeah. <laughs> uh okay we next one is from summer hi summer uh we were talking about uh the happiest hour folks uh who if you've been listening for long enough you know who they are uh for a while uh, we were we, we've always been partnered with them uh but we are repartnered with them if you go to uh, radradio.com and you go to the stupid store superstore uh you can click on the middle box uh-huh. you'll see a picture of the happiest hour uh, boxes they do things like my favorite the wake shots which give you a little kick uh they do things like what they sent me uh over the last couple of weeks because they're very nice the calm shots and the mend shots and mend is literally what it's supposed to sound like and we would get emails from people going oh my god and my mom experienced the same thing 
my my back is like so much better from these things. So Summer says, oh my goodness, I'm so excited that the happiest hour shots are back. I've been hoarding my last few and I'm so ready <laughs> to restock. And again, they're, 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 there's, there's no liquid in them when she says shots. They're, they're liquid. I'm sorry, there's no alcohol in them. Yeah. They're little liquid shots. What, what, uh, they have one ounce, I think? They, it's just gulp and, okay. and they go down. Three what? and a half, four oh. ounces maybe. Okay, I thought two. But, you know, men yeah. always go bigger. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> Hopefully, body experiences the effects that overwhelmingly uh, most people uh, experience. Andrea says, I love the happiest hours. Uh, they are located here in Reno. Oh, yeah. They're part of uh, the big conglomerate of Damon Industry. We've been working with them for 15-plus years. Uh, yeah. uh, we, we know Josh uh, the, and the whole family. And his, his sister, sister Tiffany, yes. who basically spearheads all of this happiest hour stuff. She's amazing. Uh, it is, uh, yeah, they're, they're great people. We've been working with them forever. Uh, they uh, they help us with uh, all of our food products as well, which is a different part of the stupid store. Superstore. Uh, and oh. and um, so yeah, we we know they're they're great people. And uh, Bradley wrote in and said, if I take okay, so they're they're, they're terpene shots, which Brandon was talking about. Is it, is it easy? Is a quick thing like a, a, a terpene is an extract of. That's a perfect way okay. to, to describe it. Yes. Uh, of a marijuana uh, plant, but there's no THC in it. It's right. it, it's it's. And it's it, when you listen to the description of how they do this, they have a, I don't know what he's called. Is he a terpenologist? Something like that. Who, yeah. Who figures out? Okay, this terpene will mend people. This terpene will get them amped. Th this terp and and sure, you can, as Brandon was saying, you can use them in conjunction with partaking. I don't partake, never have, and I get great effects from almost all of them that I've used. So crazy how this has come such a long way. And <laughs> yeah. just not just something you get high off of. And uh, Bradley wrote in, and, and it's an obvious question because of the way they're made. It says, if I take one of the happiest hour shots, does it come up on a drug test? Absolutely not. No, there's nothing there. There's 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 nothing to be oh, to show up. But a poppy seed muffin will. Yep. Yep. What? <laughs> oh, it comes up for heroin probably. Oh yeah, opium. Yeah. May, which is a, 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 a and that'd be bad derivative. Yeah, that would be bad. Uh, so uh, you can go to radradio.com. Go to the stupid store. Superstore. Middle box. Once you click on that, and there's the happiest hour shots back once again. Adam wrote in and says, "Rob, I'm happy you're back. Brandon did kill it filling in in the invisible captain's chair, except during the sports segments with Steve Mickelson." What? Brando is a self-proclaimed kind of sports fan. <laughs> that wasn't the problem. He led Steve into the next game in topics like a pro, was knowledgeable about the coaches and the players. That wasn't the problem. He let Dawn hijack almost every conversation into a non-sports thing. For a brief moment. Scoozy, it was either Taylor Swift and uh, Travis Kelsey news stuff I heard, oh. or stuff I heard about Jason Kelsey, or how the, uh, this is news, Rob, how the Buffalo Bills organization was encouraging fans, they pay them 20 bucks an hour to come and help clear the snow out, and they had all this food there for them. That is sports news. Mm -hmm. That's tertiary sports news. Mm -hmm. I, I would have allowed that. I, I would have allowed that. <laughs> Uh, he had almost none of those examples. Of course he didn't. He says, for example, Don was remarking about Taylor Swift and Brittany Mahomes' custom-made jersey sweaters. That, uh, oh, those jackets. That is sports news, and, and uh, that is sports news. They're wearing their boyfriend and or husband's jacket where a fellow football wife from a 49er player who's a designer made it for them. How is that not sports news? That is not sports news. That I would not have allowed. I would have cut that <laughs> off immediately. But it's your 49ers. I don't care. <laughs> Uh, that is I, that does not affect my decision in any way. 
Um, they were during the Chiefs game, and she asked Steve if he knew the, what 49ers player's wife made them, and Steve deadpanned, I have absolutely no idea. Poor Steve. He's entertaining uh, to some people, I think. Says it was actually oh my gosh. Uh, pretty funny. It is Kyle Juszczyk, and Steve said, and Steve said, bitch, live on the air as well. Yeah. yeah. Multiple I, times. He says the opener in the anybody clip today. And the nicest guy in the world, Steve, texts yeah. me after the segment and says, I'm so sorry for the profanity. I was like, that was amazing. He is so He's such sweet. a nice guy. He was he, really he, was he using it in the context of, of, of having a bitch or so, people bitch about things? He, he used it basically in the same context, but referring to himself saying, I don't, I'm sorry, but I have to bitch. Oh, and then okay. he talked about the people bitching about how cold it was. Uh, so the, uh, the mixed picks sports show, uh, yeah, there's no, so there's oh, no podcast Steve. today. Usually we do, we do the podcast on rad TV on, on Wednesdays. Uh, but, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm already fading today and we didn't want to overdo it. Uh, and, and not have me be able to go home and rest and be here the rest of the week. Uh, but with the uh, Mixed Picks Sports Show, which we'll go to five days a week, starts on Monday at 10 a.m. It'll be uh, on Rad TV, as always, at members.radradio.com. It'll also air in the Sacramento uh, area on uh, Rad Radio on 104.7 FM and 8.90 a.m. Every day for an hour at uh, 10 a.m. starting on Monday. With that, let's get to some entertainment news. Overture. Okay, did I did we did I don't know did we say this because you know I'm, I, it, uh, I'm, Brandon's much more up to date on this. Amanda says terpenes are not just in THC. Are, no, are they? Yeah, in- no, terpenes are so the ones we're talking about specifically relating to the happiest hour shots. They are from marijuana plants, but there are terpenes in all plants. You can you can pull oh, these things right. from from every plant. It just so happens that uh, marijuana plants have tons of terpenes, like some that we don't even know about yet. They're still learning so much about this plant and what it can do and provide. So when it comes to the happy sour shots, yes, they come from THC. Yeah, or, you, so, sorry, marijuana plants. Yeah, but so they they give them the the essential oils, the terpenes give the aroma characteristics for a cannabis. That's why you smell them. Mm-hmm. That's why you can smell lavender in them. Lemon, pine. I think there's some in mangoes as well. Yeah, and in fact, that was the, her. The next part of her email was she starts listing things like fruit, flowers, Lysol, uh, and then this is the part that always gets me. The, the, I know we didn't do this. She says, "Don't advertise. It's only in THC, please." Mangoes have micrine. Lavender has linalool. Research more, guys. Do better. All right, change your change your pad. Yeah, everything's. <laughs> we're just talking about this specific product Jesus. that happens to be uh, derivatives from a marijuana plant. But there's there's no THC in the happiest cool. hour shots at all whatsoever, and we never said that it was only from that. So I know we've come a long <sighs> way in the tools we use to dissect plants. I'm sure, but for whatever reason, every time you guys talk about it this morning, I'm just envisioning someone with like those night goggles and tweezers, like just picking out. <laughs> <laughs> that part of the plant. All right, to the entertainment news. Uh, so uh, Brandon came back from his trip to New York where he saw the Broadway musical for uh, Back to the Future. Woo-hoo! 
Uh, so this is this is where they take a movie, uh, one of Brandon's favorites, Back to the Future, and they turn it into a musical. And again, you thought it was excellent. Oh my gosh, it was so good. I, I want to go see it again. Um, and I, I I think I was spoiled because I got the second row seats. I mean, not only to be there, feel like you're on the stage, but being able to see the musicians underneath the, in mm-hmm. the in the uh, orchestra pit and seeing it all happen live was just such an incredible experience. Very very cool. And and, and this is nothing new, right? They they made a they made a Broadway show based on the Lion King. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been so many movies uh, that they've made Broadway shows about. I don't know how I feel about this one for a very specific reason. The latest big idea is to do a stage musical based on the 1984 movie Prince's Purple Rain. It won okay. the Oscar for Best Original Score. My, my problem with it is how are you going to handle the music when Prince, I mean, he's yeah. iconic. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. It, it sounds intriguing, though. Yeah. I, I would see this. The spirit yeah. of of Prince still lives on in his music, and there's yeah. some incredible musicians out there in New York. So I I, I wouldn't have any issue with that. Um, and I could see it t- being turned into a whole musical. This this does not sound as strange to me as the Legally Blonde musical. That was so good, by the way. We took one of my nieces a million years ago. We saw it though in Sacramento. It was that version, so we did not see it in New York. But was it? But it was w- so good. Was it? Was it? A, a local version, or was it when eventually most of these Broadway shows go out on tour? That's Broadway. it. Yeah. But we just happened to get it here in Sacramento as well. Yeah. Well, so you've got the same performers. I always wonder that. I always wonder, are we getting the understudies because it's Sacramento, or is it the actual well, performers that performed in New York? There's two different right? versions, <laughs> and they, they have to be very transparent about it. And uh, by, I, I don't And know. honestly, I don't remember because this was a million years ago. I mean, this niece now is, you know, she's of drinky age. What is she, 22 now? What year is it? It's 2024, Four. so she's 23 right now. So this was like literally, my God, I don't even think she was in high school yet. So that's, that's just my disconnect, is is a movie that's just a movie, whether it's Legally Blonde, Back to the Future, or anything, turning that into a musical, that's kind of the essence of musicals if they're not originals. Taking a, a, a music-based movie that is a classic with one of the best singers of all time, in our in our generation, I just feel it's ballsy. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll hold judgment. The yeah. visuals too, I think, are going to be so good. Yeah, the effects I, or whatever. I agree. Touring Broadway shows are uh, the content is the same whenever they go on tour, but the sets and the cast are different. Oh. But they do have versions where the literal cast will go out and and go to various cities and and they'll go on tour. Those well, those are rare. I'm going to say we saw the New York actors. Uh we have a a, a, a trailer update. Going down the trailer park and have myself a time. Famous faces everywhere, rich folks with big reputations. Going down the trailer park and waste up all my time. Apple gossip day or night, people shouting that your trailer. Going down the trailer park so I don't get See, that's Taylor Swift and and Travis Kelsey. They're yeah. they're, they're trailer. You combine them up. Uh, so uh, Dawn referenced uh, the other Kelsey, Jason Kelsey. Love him. Why did you reference him? Um, why did I reference him? Why was I mentioning Jason? Oh, just because I think one of the way like, I'm forgetting there might be more than one reason but the one that's hitting me now is i told my husband i was like yay the eagles i'm so excited i'm an, i told him i'm an eagles fan now and he's like no you're not you're a jason kelsey fan that's who you are so i know it came up a little bit because of that but i don't know the other reason <laughs> believe me there's a lot fewer uh, eagles fans after their performance uh, this past weekend <laughs> oh poor guy uh it may have been that uh it was because he announced he's retiring 
I thought I saw a headline, which is fine. Go do your podcast. You're great there. Uh, he will uh, <laughs> retire from football after uh, the uh, Eagles embarrass themselves uh, against the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He, you know what? I want a uh, reality show of him and his family. They are the best. Him and his, his wife is hilarious, although she has got a sailor's mouth. So it would have to be a reality show on a cable network where she can cuss like she does, or there's going to be constant beep, beep, beeps. And the reality show could be called <laughs> Center of Attention. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, if you're not a sports fan, that's the position that, oh, I know that. that Jason plays. Uh, uh, and yep. By the way, if you're not a sports <laughs> fan, not a football fan even, you would have never heard of Jason Kelsey if, if Travis Kelsey hadn't started uh, dating Taylor Swift. He's a Hall of Famer. Don't get me wrong. He's he. he they both are really uh, very talented. Uh, but uh, of the two of them, Jason's the man in the uh, oh, in the sibling relationship. Hundred percent. Yes. Uh, so uh, uh, now, now there could be trouble in Trailerland. Oh, dun dun. You dun. don't say. Yeah, I know. It, it totally seems, didn't see that coming. Seems a little early, but this could be the pr- the well, setup for the for the end of this, which, by the way, could not come too soon for us football fans. Well, and the other thing, I mean, we never saw it coming, is a, a couple might have some problems. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jesus <laughs> Lord. <laughs> <laughs> the, these, these. Uh, look, if there's, uh, who knows? Because this is all, of course, alleged sourcing, which is often wrong. Uh, the this problem is particularly, I think, um, hard for a lot of Americans to care about, except for dramatic Swifties and, and things oh, like that. No. Because because not only is it so out of touch, but it also it, for for football fans, it's like, what do you think? Is, let me just tell you. According to a new inside source, Taylor Swift's commitment to Travis Kelsey is beginning to take a toll on her. What? Because she is traveling to various NFL stadiums to cheer on Travis and the Kansas City Chiefs ever since September, and Travis has only returned the favor on one occasion when he flew out of the country to watch Taylor perform. He's in the middle of a football season. Yeah, he's got practice and stuff. Dear God, and it's for a short time frame. It's It's not like basketball where they literally play all year. Good grief. By the way, uh, basketball players do not uh. literally play all year. That is a total misuse of the word literally. And the if the games themselves, the events, have different situations, different uh. scenarios, different outcomes. When you go to a Taylor Swift show, you expect the same thing. It's, it's the same thing every night. And she's not on tour currently. She doesn't go back out until yeah. February. Duh. Well, and they were like in other countries too. The last one we were talking about was somewhere in South America. Right, and that's the one he went yeah, to. Yeah, he cannot put his play at risk, not even for love. I feel like they they put their love on hold during football season. A source says that the amount of traveling she is doing to support her boyfriend is starting to take a toll. Oh, oh. poor baby, in, in your private jet. Exactly. Where I'm sure there's a big comfy bed. Bull. Uh, I'm sure if, there's not if, just seats. If there isn't, it's a terrible private jet. <laughs> I, they I, all have a comfy bed. I, I, I don't know. I believe she has a few, and I, 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 I'm assuming they're, they're better than most. Oh, uh, according to the source, Taylor Swift is, quote, the one bending over backward in their relationship. Do you know what? Maybe it's the, the airline food. It's getting short. <laughs> you know, I'm sure she doesn't have a chef on that. There's probably a full kitchen on board that damn thing. So here's here's the here's the quote that got me that you've you've already alluded to. It's not only it's not only football season. It's it's playoff season. It's the end of the season. It's you're trying to get to the Super Bowl. It's a big deal. Same source says over the holiday. Now remember there was football all day Christmas Eve, and then there were three games on Christmas Day. And the source says over the holiday, all Travis wanted to do was focus on football which left Taylor pretty upset 
and needing to take a back seat, which was really tough. Yes, that's what you have to do. If you're dating a football player whose team is making a legitimate march towards the Super Bowl, you have to take a back seat. He, if, if he, I, I believe the Chiefs played on Christmas Eve. Don't quote me on that. That means that the three to four days prior, he had to be at practice all the time. Which, by the way, what, what about that story that she's living with him in Kansas City? Anyway? So is he not supposed to go to practice? And is he not supposed to continue to prepare and mentally be ready for the games? I, again, I don't know how much of the story is legitimate. Or true, it sounds on brand for Taylor Swift. So I'm torn because so the okay the only reason I would buy into it is because I mean obviously to get to the level that she's at, I would imagine you have to be a type of person that loves attention. So it would mean mm-hmm. she wants all this attention from her boyfriend, and he's not giving it to her. However, the part that gets me like okay, this is just people being gossipy and making stuff up because she knows what it takes. She. She had to work really hard to get where she is, and she still has to work that hard. And she knows what it's – she's basically in her training, right, for shows and every and all the time. Like, she understands the amount of time a career takes up in your life, a career such as this at a high level. So that's where I'm like, eh, maybe it's a bunch of BS. Yeah, I, it, it, I, 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 me too. Same, same but, yeah. because <laughs> – but she also has such a bad reputation with men. Doesn't she have a song named Bad Reputation? Yes, that was the pun. Yeah, but what's the bad reputation? That she just goes through them and we don't allow girls to do that? Or no, that she was a raging She's a B-word. bitch. That, that's, yeah. that's, that's the that's the, 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 the reputation. Sorry, Swifties. I, I, I'm just here to report. I don't yeah. have Front row, opinion. get ready for the hate mail. Shred it. <laughs> don't even have to print it. Uh, people were asked uh, uh, for the survey uh, to find out what people what back it up. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Uh, a new survey asked people what are the most anticipated movies of 2024. I and can't think of any of the top ten. <laughs> nine of them are sequels. Oh, and one is a pre- which that's why this is kind of a stupid uh, survey because. When you know there's a sequel to one of your favorite movies coming out, you're anticipating it. A lot of us, like Don's alluding to, we don't know what's coming out yet. I mean, you've seen a few trailers. I think finally, am I right, Brandon? That that is it. We're finally going to get the Joker sequel. I think <gasps> in the fall of this year. I might be pushed to 25. I think oh. I I was reading a story recently, and it could be as late as that. And even that, that's a that's that's also a sequel. So uh, here's what here's what came up. All right, most anticipated movie for 2024 is Deadpool three. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Because Hugh Jackman is joining up and yep. to oh. get Deadpool and uh, the guy that he plays in the X Men movies, uh, Wolverine, Wolverine yeah. is going to be a huge mashup. Is that a Ryan Reynolds thing? Yes. Okay, yeah, I love him. He's funny with this. Brandon, I forget where did you land because I know this is one of your favorite movies on uh, Beetlejuice Two. I I like it. I, I'm looking forward to it. They're filming it in a very similar. F- uh, fashion that Don will hate yeah. with like the uh, traditional movie effects that they did back in the 80s. So they're gonna, it's going to be pretty close to the original and they have Michael Keaton. They've got uh, Catherine O'Hara. You know, they got a lot of the big players coming back and then they have Jenna Ortega who was just playing Wednesday who is a perfect fit for the role as Lydia's daughter. Uh, another yeah. another one of your favorites, Brando, uh, Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. This oh, is going to oh. be amazing. This, this is the sequel to the Ghostbusters Afterlife so this is the <laughs> ongoing uh, sequels after the original oh, two Ghostbusters, not the fun. not the flailing, failing uh, female Ghostbusters. Hey, hey, we don't need to talk about it. We we don't because it's awful. <laughs> 
Um, but then, so the the kids, the uh, Egon's. Uh, this is the Harold Ramis character. His grandkids are now taking the uh, the. They're putting on the proton packs, and uh, so the. <laughs> premise to this one is that some some entity some paranormal paranormal creature comes and freezes new york over in the middle of summer and uh you know they'll have to fight them and and bust those ghosts the original ghostbusters team up with the young ghostbusters that's true yes um so at the end of ghostbusters afterlife spoiler alert all of the original (laughs) ghostbusters came back and helped defeat the big bad guy at the end of that one so they'll be teaming up with the kids uh who are all hilarious uh and paul rudd is one of the kids that's that's where we're at in life. Oh, jeez. Uh, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson all coming back uh, for Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. Uh, also anticipated this year, uh, Dune Part 2. Oh, I can't oh, wait. Really? I- yeah, my fiance uh, does not like how much I like Dune because I'll watch it all the time. Like, it's just so satisfying to watch um, the way that it was filmed and the, the music to it all. But I'm really excited about the sequel. Oh, man, I wish I wanted to get into it because it does look a cool movie and it's long. And last time I watched it, I fell asleep. Yeah, it's a sleepy oh. movie. Because there's a lot of long, dramatic, slow motion effects, but then it just takes a while for the story to build. Uh, but if you can pay attention to it, it's really good. Well, remind us of Dune. So Dune is it. The premise is there's this planet where there's this uh, there's this special sand where they can they they uh, extract it, they harvest it, and it's the it's this particle that allows space travel, interdimensional space travel to happen. So you can like it's basically like uh, light speed. Uh, so you can create portals with it, so you can travel across vast distances and instant in, instantly. So it's a hot commodity in the in the space world um, in this story. So there's it's the battle over the planets, it's the battle over the families who get to inhabit the planets and reap the rewards for harvesting. Because there's this emp- emperor who looks over all of them, and they delegate which uh, worlds or planets to take take the uh, stewardship of harvesting this dust. It sounds very guy-esque. It is. Mm. <laughs> a couple of uh, kid-esque uh, movies are anticipated. Despicable Me 4. Oh my uh, god, you know that's going to be good. Can't go wrong. Exactly. And uh, Inside Out 2. Oh, that's going to be good. Yay. Uh, here's a thud. Um, eighth most anticipated movie of 2024. A thud for us. I'm just acknowledging oh. our, our <laughs> the whole show's disinterest in this Uh-oh. lord of the rings oh, oh god yeah, enough said the war of why it's uh why because it's going to make hundreds of millions of dollars and there's a lot of interest you know what why are they torturing us freaking nerd because people want it yeah i know i don't want the answer well you're asking i do but i i don't want the answer is she allowed to just ask these questions when i'm not here and she's never challenged on what the obvious answer is you know what they get what i'm saying they they know it's a uh uh, uh, what is that word? Not a superlative. <laughs> By the way, it's an animated prequel, this uh, Lord of the Rings. Oh, it's animated? Yeah. Oh, the boo. War of Rehorium. Not literal. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, the only thing that excites me about this one is who's starring in Gladiator 2, uh, a, a, pre- uh, a sequel we didn't need 20 years later, but so good, though. Pablo Pascal is uh, starring in it, so oh, that's I, a, I will allow it. That's a perfect cast. Is this the son of somebody? Since it's the second one? Oh yeah, is it gonna be right, Maxis, like, Maximus Aurelius's son? I don't know exactly what I I, I was so disinterested oh. in the plot until <laughs> I heard Pablo Pascal was was starring, and I haven't looked into it. Uh, and the last one on the list uh, for the top ten is A Quiet Place Day One. This is uh, a father played by John Krasinski and a mother played by Emily Blunt. 
oh, who yeah. struggle to survive and raise their children in a post-apocalyptic world inhabited by blind extraterrestrial creatures with an acute sense of hearing. Okay. So going back to the Gladiator 2, it is going to be um, reportedly revolve around the grown-up Lucius played by Paul Mascal and becoming the emperor. So Pablo Pascal is playing Lucius, who was the former emperor's, the the uh, the Joaquin Phoenix character. Okay, so he's the bad guy. Yeah. Oh, that's oh what, that's even better. If, if, yeah, yeah if, if, unless they do a twist, that they make him, because remember in the, for, I mean, it was 20 years ago, in the original Gladiator, Joaquin Phoenix's character's dad was a good Caesar. He was, he was, he was the one that was running everything right. And then Joaquin Phoenix's character come in and becomes this horrible person. So I don't know if they're going to do a retwist where oh. Pablo Pascal's character becomes the good Caesar or if he remember he cares on the recent family tradition. Uh, can you go back to A Quiet Place? Because um, maybe I misheard. So they're redoing the first one because is it, isn't there a second or third one and there's no longer a John Krasinski? Yeah, he's no spoiler longer. Alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. So I this mean, must that was be, the whole base. So are they going the, back and redo what, what's happening? This is I'm the prequel. Mm-hmm. A prequel, duh. I, I okay. Guess. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm to guessing. To a prequel to the. All right, all right. Oh, these are so good. Oh, my God. They did a big time jump after I, the event happened. Uh, um, yeah. So okay. I think it might be like what happened during those first days. It took me the longest time to get on board this train because I'm like, what are we doing? Silent movies again? What the hell? Why do I want to watch this? for it is so good it's holy so good. cow it's so good let's play master of movies right now we got a pair of tickets to see jim jeffries at sacramento memorial auditorium on friday january 26th we're gonna give you a hint and play a famous movie clip you give us the title and you win caller 18 guesses first then 19 then 20 and if nobody knows the movie <laughs> droplets everywhere and no winner we need a winner 888-989-9811 for master of movies rob anybody and dawn the rob anybody and dawn show Rob, anybody, and Don setting the standards since standards were dramatically lowered. This is Rad Radio. All right, a few updates. We're going over the most anticipated movies of uh, 2024, and uh, one of them is uh, on the list is uh, uh, Gladiator 2. And we're trying to figure out what exactly, how the, how the plot works, and uh, I apologize. My brain's not quite all there yet. Uh, <laughs> and a few people wrote in to point out that Lucius, which, okay, so uh, Pedro Pascal's character... We'll, we'll be playing Lucius. In the first movie, he was the kid, uh, and so, and, and who knows what, what type of emperor he, he's going to become. Uh, but I kept saying he was the son of, of Joaquin Phoenix's character. No, he was the son of Joaquin Phoenix's sister. Oh. Didn't he, they, the nephew. weren't they hooking up? Like, weren't, wasn't there this weird... Uh, incestuous thing happening between those two? Joaquin Phoenix wanted to, oh. and she kept resisting, and that's part of that's the, the right. storyline. And also, uh, I, I don't know how many times I did it. If I did it the whole time, that's right on par for where my brain is right now. Uh, Abe wrote in and said, Rob, with all due respect, sir, I believe you mean Pedro Pascal, not Pablo. Yeah, if I oh, said Pablo I, Pascal, I... I didn't even pick I didn't that, that up. That's right, it's Pedro <laughs> Escobar. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> 
Tammy wrote in because uh, Dune oh, Two is also uh, coming out, and Brandon is super excited, and mm-hmm. I, I, I believe you self-professed you're obsessed with the the, the original Dune. I, well, the, not like the original one from the '80s, right? Right. That's just that's weird. I, I I want to revisit it now that I have a newfound respect for the story, but yeah, the the newest version of it is absolutely one of my favorites. And this is the the Sandy Planet one. Yeah, and okay. and it's not dust that they're harvesting; it's called spice. And I feel like in your household, I'm kind of with your almost said wife, almost the fiance, that you should be watching this in the man cave. Oh, totally. No, I save this for when she goes to, to a girl's night or, okay. you know, she's she's working Perfect. or something. Like, I understand and I respect that because yeah. it is it is absolutely a dude's nerd movie. To that point, Tammy wrote in and said, oh, uh, obviously Tammy watches us on Rad TV at members.radradio.com. She says, I could see Dawn's eyes glazing over while Brandon was explaining Dune. I'm right there with you, girl. I don't know why, but every guy I know loves that stupid, boring-ass movie. It's not boring. Sorry, Brando. (laughs) Master, master of movies, I'm feeding you lies. Twisting your brain for a really cool prize. Action, adventure, sci-fi, comedy. Just take the film and you'll be supreme. You're a movie master. Movie master. We got a pair of tickets to see Jim Jeffries at Sacramento Memorial Auditorium Friday, January 26th. Caller 18, hello, Andrew. Hey. Hey. You will guess first. If you know the movie, you win. If not, we'll go to Heather. Hello. Hello. And Alex, your caller 20. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to showbiz myself because just the, uh, the, the, uh, the clue proves that it's not this. It, that, I, what percentage of maggots are convinced that we're about to play a clip from Dune? Oh, oh yeah. Yes. yes. However, <laughs> you know just from the clip, it ain't Dune because it's a comedy from 1989. Oh. <laughs> we got some doggy deodorant here. Your dog will smell like cedar chip. What 1989 what? comedy is that? We got some doggy deodorant here. Your dog will smell like cedar chip. Andrew, what's the movie? Uh, Turner and Hooch. Can you type Google any harder? (laughs) Uh, Dog movie from late 80s. Uh, Heather, what's the movie? Uh, Canine. Very confident. Man, oh my gosh! You win. Now, Heather, there is no punishment, uh, because but the sound of your guess was that also the result of like dog movie from 1989 googling? Oh, it was so googling. <laughs> <laughs> well done, uh, well done. Uh, all right, uh, yes, yeah, this is the uh, James Belushi movie. He's a cop who likes to work alone, but while working a case to bust Lyman, the drug lord. His boss, Ed O'Neill, a.k.a. Al Bundy, assigns him a partner to assist. That partner is Jerry Lee, a drug-sniffing dog. Now, what we have here is some dry shampoo we can do right here on the spot. We got some doggy deodorant here. Your dog will smell like cedar chips all day long, just like the champions, huh? Come on, get out of the car. We'll do it. Come on, I'm doing your favor. You smell like... You 
lack of personal hygiene. You understand that? Uh, <laughs> next chance for you to win is Travel Trouble at uh, 9 a.m. A couple of other uh, follow-ups. Uh, Pedro wrote in and said, Rob, it happens a lot. Believe me, Pablo, Pedro, it's basically the same name. <laughs> Which and which one's right? Pedro, right? Pedro, Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Yeah. You know what? Let's just change that name to P. I don't think P the... is a name that. No, but we... you get the the first yeah. the first letter. You're just what calling a... him from the first letter, right? Like when you say J instead of Joseph yeah, or something. I I don't want to be called P, <laughs> especially if your last name starts with a P. Uh, also, this is this is a day late and a dollar short. Uh, I know what Andrea is attempting to do, but the bloom is off the rose uh, for this one. Uh, so Dawn's eyes were glazing over over uh, Dune Two, uh, and so uh, Andrea is like doing that thing. Oh, hey, maybe you like it for this reason. Dawn, Jason Momoa is in the new Dune oh. movie. I don't know what to do with him. Yeah, yeah. I, I hear things from you guys, and I hear the opposite from others. So he's just put away on a shelf. Why don't you just go online and see the very confirmed creepy video of mm. him in the? Yeah. He's touching you know his what? daughters. I, I just don't want to. <laughs> yeah, you don't. Honestly, yeah. I don't. I don't no. want to see that. No. So, so, but, but you're still conflicted because so you hear things from other people, right? Because you hear right what you guys have said, and you hear people say the opposite. So, I'm how just can like, you say the opposite? It literally exists. The proof is there. No, I, people. There, are, I no, I know. It's right? not but a there deep are fake. People that have watched the video, and I've seen their comments where they're like, "Um, oh, people are making nothing of this. He's always he's he's close to his kids, and yeah. they they, 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 they missed oh. the video." Yeah, I don't. Okay. This isn't me. This is them talking, right? They're coming up with every excuse imaginable. Exactly. It sounds like. They're excuses. You know, so he's on a shelf, whatever. You can't get all like, oh, he's so hot anymore. And Jason Momoa is the worst part of Dune, in my opinion. Just as the character itself, it just doesn't really need to be there. I know it's important to the story, blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> he's also... Anybody. And Dawn. The Rob. Anybody. And Dawn Show. If your New Year's resolution was to stop making poor life choices, what are you doing listening to this show? Welcome back to Rad Radio. A couple of uh, emails, actually just one email, rad at radradio.com. We're talking about most anticipated movies of 2024, according to a new poll. And one of them is uh, Gladiator 2, which originally I was like, ugh, do we need that <laughs> 20 years later? And then I saw that Pedro Pascal, right, Pedro? Pedro, yep. Uh, was going to be in it, and, and he's one of my favorite current actors. And Danny wrote in and said, Rob, I assume you are also excited that your fave, Denzel Washington, is in Gladiator 2. I, really? had, oh. I had no idea. Damn, that's amazing. Uh, Denzel Washington is a former slave turned wealthy arms and commodity dealer with a grudge oh. against the emperors. Ho, 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 and ho. The, the recaps that I can find on IMDb and things like that don't clear up whether or not Lucius, who was the nephew of uh, Joaquin Phoenix's character in the original uh, is a good or bad emperor uh, or, uh, because remember the dad before Joaquin Phoenix's character was. But yes, I am much more intrigued now. So is Denzel's character basically the guy from The Equalizer? Right? Instead of like a <laughs> wristwatch, he has a, a, a one of those uh, time... Uh, God, the whole punchline was ruined because I can't remember. Uh, but, hey, is it going to be a sundial? Sundial on his <laughs> wrist. But to your point, we've all seen what he can do with the grudge from those movies. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, if you're tuning in for Dr. Patel from Granite Bay Allergy, he will be here. He's just running a little bit behind, so we're just adjusting things. We hope he'll be here in about 10 minutes.
it and you're listening to us, so you are. You got jokes, you email us, rad at radradio.com. Don't call. You can't tell jokes. Sorry. We will start with 13-year-old Athena. Yay, Athena. Who says murdering people is not what... Oh, this was a very Kyle joke. Yes, okay, cool. Murdering people is not what gets you jail time. It's not properly disposing of the bodies. <laughs> It's not illegal if you don't get caught, right, Kyle? That's right. Ten-year-old uh, Lily says, oh. what type of bird can pick up the most weight? What? The crane. <laughs> mm -hmm. Big D uh, starts off with a note, says, I'd like to give a birthday shout-out to everyone's favorite Chatterbox female co-host. Happy birthday to Dawn. Hope you have a wonderful day. Oh, thank you so much. And now some dad jokes from Big D. I wouldn't buy anything with Velcro. It's a total ripoff. <laughs> What is an astronaut's favorite part of a computer? What? what? The space bar. <laughs> Which state has the most streets? Which? Rhode Island. Uh. <laughs> and why are piggy banks so wise? Why? They're filled with scents. <laughs> Sometimes lint. <laughs> Paper clips. Condoms. Oh, boy. What? Uh, this one is from uh, Wendy. Hi, Wendy. The wife says, let's go out and have fun tonight. And the husband says, okay, but if you get back before me, leave the light on. <laughs> <laughs> from Dennis. Hi, Dennis. Keanu Reeves just made a new fan site. John Wickopedia. <laughs> <sighs> now, I don't know if you guys had any of these, but we'll find out. Uh, these are from Barry. Hey, Barry. 53 millionaires walk into a bar to watch the playoffs this weekend, and the bartender says, Whoa, it's the Dallas Cowboys! <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Did that sting a little, Kyle? Just a little bit. I mean, the Packers just kicked their ass. It was a high-scoring game. It only went by, like, what, two, Dude. two and a half touchdowns? Dude, that, but that was junk ball at the end. That, that's what the junk Cowboys... Junk ball? So oh, they, no. They, what were they, at, like, 27 nothing or something like that? And then Ugh. so the Packers stopped trying as hard because they don't want to get injured. Oh, and now Dak Prescott, the quarterback for the Cowboys, is going to show up. Dak? Uh, yeah. okay. Typical cowboy fashion. Yeah. I, get the, I get the joke now. Uh, next one is, uh, when I die, I really want the Dallas Cowboys to lower me into my grave. <laughs> that way they can let me down one last time. <laughs> <sighs> What's the worst thing that could happen during a Texas ice storm? What? You run out of your Cowboys apparel to burn. <laughs> here hey not you particularly but uh, a lot of cowboys fans are just so rotten and how that, that not rotten's the wrong word braggadocious They're obnoxious. They, that, that's mm. the word i wanted obnoxious but the reason i started stopping myself is because isn't that pretty much all football fans? yeah but 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 some fan bases are on a different level or on a, a collective next level it's very texas right yeah. it, oh, texas yeah. usa we're not we're going to secede from the union uh, yeah, the yeah, steelers yeah, are yeah. like that too yeah stupid terrible towels yeah uh, uh, yeah and, and the packers fans are like that but they're nice about it because it's midwest okay. and mm -hmm. uh, I, I, the, the raider fans were like that for a long time they've been so beaten down now they just expect it <laughs> see oh, no. you gotta go to a raider game to really experience oh, what it's like oh, to yeah. be a Raider fan because oh. it's an it's an amazing time. It's a huge yeah. party. Oh, oh, I, uh, so nice. I, I, but have they lost their edge? Because they used to be basically like the criminal team. Yeah, well, they'll kick <laughs> your ass still if you're yeah. gonna talk smack to them. Right, but, but they just don't expect to win anymore. Right, that was the appeal of being a fan. 
was that my dad was a Raiders fan his whole life, and it's like they 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 just were such like. Yeah, you thought they were going to kill you, basically, and that was the appeal. <laughs> right, the intimidation factor. Yeah, right. yeah. But it's hard to be intimidating when your team is so awful so consistently. I mean, can you imagine the dog pound, of, of, which are the, the fans of the Cleveland Browns trying to be intimidating? Oh. You know, that's why they wear the dog masks. Right. They don't want to be seen on TV. <laughs> there could be poodles. Terrible. No, I, I laughed. Uh, my vacuum cleaner broke. I kept running it over the floor, but it wouldn't pick up any dirt, so I took the vacuum to the repair shop, and they fixed it right away. They just put a Cowboys jersey on it, and it now sucks again. How is Brokeback Mountain like the NFL? How? The Cowboys suck. <laughs> okay, so does this double hurt the Cowboys that the Texans did well? No. Do they have this hate thing with them? Because no. they're both in that state. No, you you with have the this NFL. weird thing that you you think because they're in the same state they, <laughs> well, no, no, they're, that's you know not the Dallas rivalry. hates Houston and Houston no. hates Dallas. So I just don't know if they carried it but, over to their NFL. Team. But not in sports world. I got gotcha. okay. There's no rivalry. All there. right, fine, whatever. Jesus. Then maybe they're happy. Huh? The Cowboys. Then, then maybe fans? they're opposite. They're like, hey, at least one of our teams is there. Woo woo. No, no, that's not. No, that's not. <laughs> God, stop it. <sighs> Uh, then we got uh, these from Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Yo mama's so fat that I know five people and she's four of them. <laughs> I asked my wife what branch of the military should I join, and she said the Minutemen. Oh. <laughs> Minute. Oh, damn. Man. I mean, I know that's like three times as long as it should be. Breaking a sweat just thinking about that amount of time. That's like Olympic sex. Woo. I call my wife Pinky Toe because every now and then I bang her on a table. Jokes, emails rad at radradio.com. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show. Welcome to 2024. It's a presidential election year, so. Good Lord, we're all doomed. Let's just get back to Rad Radio. If you're watching us on Rad TV at members.radradio.com at the top of the hour during our next commercial break, instead of seeing things like Brandon seating Dr. Patel from the Granite Bay uh, Allergy Center, you will get the Dogwoods Resort canine cam. Oh, the big little puppies. What's coming up, Brando? We've got two-year-old Mochi, the German Shepherd, playing fetch in the snow in Germany. Is, so is he just considered a shepherd when he's in a German Shepherd is in Germany? <laughs> right? Like That's the old joke, right? Do they call it Chinese food in China? It's or is just it, food. It's just food, right? Max the Shepherd watches over a five-month-old human while Stella chews a, a human. A who, is that a dog? It's like a dog term for human. Oh. It's like if you watch all the, the videos of dogs like talking, like they, they type the thoughts of the oh. Like, oh, hello, human. I'm, I'm, I'm not a huge uh, uh, social media fan, but my wife follows uh, one of those. Uh, hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Whichever, love, whichever one she follows is yeah. great. I love the one that shows the dog, and it, it has the, the thoughts, and it's like they're typing out, yes, my mommy is quitting her job. She's going to be a stay-at-home mom dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, 
We also got Keita, the 14-year-old Husky, and the seven-month-old Australian Shepherd Noodle playing at the dog park. And uh, some footage of a great Pyrenees named Shasta and Ruby the Border Collie playing together. And, and if you want your animals featured, uh, just uh, record them uh, horizontally, please. Email us, rad at radradio.com. As mentioned, uh, Dr. Patel from Granite Yay, Bay Allergy Dr. Center is here. Do you, have, do you have dogs? No, I had one growing up. Not anymore. I want one. The wife has the uh, veto. Because is it what is it the hair is it the smell these it, are the usual women objections or she's the one that's going to be taking care of it, there it is. yep uh-huh. always ends up the kids don't the husband yeah. doesn't but they wanted it and the wife has to handle it basically she, we, have, we have two kids <laughs> you know we have two kids and she's like look I don't want to take care of four people uh huh like ex- four like one two yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. you're in there uh, alright well, let's start with this from uh, Cody hi Cody uh, says uh, we took my teenage daughter to Dr. Patel for hives and inflammation that kept recurring that doctors could not figure out Dr. Patel gave me an explanation in several key terms I was able to return to her doctors who gave her additional tests and through a series of eliminating items I returned to her doctor and bingo that was it since then, she has had a prescription to keep it much more manageable. The small cost and trip to Dr. Patel was worth it. Not only did it help my daughter, I have used information he shared from the visit and applied to my own allergies and reactions, and I have improved as well. Nice. Thank you so much, Dr. Patel. Wow. wow. I'm glad. Um, we've, we've talked over the, uh, the, the years of you visiting about uh, food allergies and uh, different ways to and first of all that a lot of them are not what people think oh i I have a seafood allergy and you say no it's uh, something it's like some type of chemical or something that's in the seafood yeah it's like a a protein like the uh, dust mite crustacean moth syndrome and that's what that's what you search for so that you can treat it yeah and then they can actually eat seafood if they want after that okay so i got a couple stories that i found one of them uh is something that you and i talked about i think in our very first visit uh it is a new story that says the national Institutes of Health recommends parents expose their infants to peanuts as young as four months old to prevent allergies. But in a new survey, only 13% of parents and caregivers reported being aware of these guidelines. So the idea, as I understand it, in my my lame doctor, my lame non-doctor brain, is that you're building up a, a tolerance. Uh, whereas we went through a decade or more of, ah, keep all the peanuts away, which actually makes it worse, right? Correct, correct. Yeah, like before the 80s, right? The 80s, some people had uh, got peanut allergy and some food allergies, and then it basically, you know, blossomed from then on. Uh, before then, think about it, right? It's like your parents or our grandparents, whatever they ate, they chewed up, jammed in your mouth. Yes. Like, right, good to go, right? Yeah. You know, who knows? Probably yeah. a little bit of tobacco in there. Who knows? Yeah. Right? So it's like, whatever they're eating is going in your mouth. Right? Now, you know, it's like, you know, then it became a few people got allergies. Then it became don't feed them anything until one years old, which is basically where allergy came from, right? You have 90, 95% reduction in peanut allergy if you start feeding at four months of age. Just like four months to one year of age wow. was the study done by, it's called the LEAP study, the landmark study. Well, why aren't, like, they, uh, why aren't they being told this, right? Like when they go and visit their doctors. So it should be because it's part of the American Pediatric Association, Academy, whatever. The pediatric people are supposed <laughs> yeah. to also start recommending highly allergenic foods, not for nutrition, right, at four months, starting at four months of age, just like supplementary, like, you know, breastfeed for sure, and then just start feeding them all the allergenic foods. Forget the oats and what do people feed them? Uh, whatever the stuff that you people do, don't do. Do the, do the <laughs> regular. Like my wife fed them when they were little. Uh, I don't remember. No, we, yeah. we did the allergies, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, like, 
You know, people always start with like oats and 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 uh, I don't know rice. Oh meal yeah, okay, all, yeah, all stuff. the stuff that you wouldn't be allergic but, which, to. Yeah. yeah, which is useless. So, right? It does nothing. So when you dis- when you have a patient come in who who, who had had this uh, oh no no peanuts no peanuts and you find out let's to stay with peanuts that they have a peanut allergy, mm-hmm. do you essentially once you uh, identify that start slowly injecting them with like derivatives of peanuts to build up the tolerance? No, you can't do that. After it's there, you're kind of out of luck, right? Wow. So peanut allergy, only 20% is outgrown by, by puberty, let's say. Uh, tree nut allergy, only 9% is outgrown. Uh, so prevention is the most important thing. Basically, it's simple. It's like at four months of age, as long as they're not high risk, meaning uh, a sibling with a food allergy or they themselves don't have eczema, then you just start feeding them one by one, you know, three days at a time, uh, each allergenic food. You know, just go start, or whatever, peanuts and tree nuts and everything. But a grown adult who has a peanut allergy, they're screwed. Right now. There's a lot of good stuff coming out in the pipeline. You know, right now for kids, there's uh, palforzia, which is like, basically, it's like a, they call it oral immunotherapy. Technically, it's not. It's more like a desensitization. So they can accidentally eat like a peanut or something and not have a problem. But what's coming, it looks promising, are like epicutaneous immunotherapy, which is like patches, peanut patches or nice. peanut patches. You stick them on and... The research ongoing. The first round didn't work out so much, but now they're doing new versions, higher concentrations, and, and looks promising. So I found this story along the same lines uh, just yesterday. It says new research suggests that a drug that's already approved for asthma and chronic hives uh, to protect against may may protect against severe reactions to peanuts, eggs, milk, and other foods. In the study, children and adolescents who received injections of the drug Zolaire. Mm-hmm were able to consume higher doses of the foods without triggering an allergic reaction. I assume yeah. you're familiar with this. Yeah, so so that's been out for about 20 years. And the for, for asthma, then became hives. Uh, but yeah, for oral immunotherapy, um, even at, at, at my institution, uh, Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, uh, we did allergy immunotherapy with like oral immunotherapy with Zolair. So Zolair was given to the kids and then they were given like peanuts and, and so forth, different allergens and milk, and they were able to basically get desensitized to those. Again, the whole the holy grail is you want um, what we used to call tolerance, now we call it sustained unresponsiveness, basically meaning you can eat it whenever you want, however you want, and have no problem with it. But this study, like what you were talking about, is based on children and adolescents. Is Zolaire worthless again for adults? No, who have no, no, no. It works fine for everyone. I have, I have people, it's off-label, but people who are in high-risk environments uh, who are exposed to stuff. Like, for example, I had, I had a patient who, um, he owned a Japanese food restaurant and became allergic. He, no, became, he was allergic to shellfish. Oh. Right, and that's a problem. So, yeah. uh, not just for his livelihood. Yeah, I mean, he's Gosh. cutting and doing. Oh, no. Yeah, so I mean, oh, you know, that sucks. Yeah, so oh. so we can't cure it, but at least we made it so his you know his hands won't puff up and he won't get stuff on him all the time, and uh, it becomes a becomes an issue. Right? Did, I mean, it's a livelihood. Did I miss here on the um, with kids? If someone doesn't, not because they're against it, they're just doing the things as a parent normally does. All introduced little by little. The foods you were starting to mention, right? The oatmeals and all the different types of foods, the bananas, but not anything that's like peanuts or all the allergy-type foods. Mm -hmm. And they're not doing it for any other reason. And that their kid, will they definitely form an allergy if they're not introduced to it? No, they they won't. It's the other way around. It's like... Early introduction reduces. So that's the LEAP study we talked about. Yeah. Yeah. So LEAP study where you gave at four months to one year of age basically reduces like 90 or 95% compared to the group that didn't do that. 
of getting a peanut allergy. So you can basically essentially cure allergy by early introduction. And by the way, that first story where they, they said if you start uh, feeding your kid as early as four months, I assume all of that should be done under the guide of your pediatrician. Yeah. We shouldn't just let all parents just like sh- start shoving handfuls of planters in their in their infants' mouths. No, no. I'm so, so, oh God, they can't. Sh- I mean, it's really, it's, uh, it's really got <laughs> quite simple because you know if, if you you go to your pediatrician and and you're like you know as the baby's growing and they deem you not high risk and again very few things make you high risk like eczema for you allergy in, in a sibling or adult uh, and then they say all right, just start doing it. Now, I what we did is we just dipped our finger in. Uh, peanut butter and just jam it in the mouth (laughs) now does the same concept apply when you're doing the early introduction with the allergies with little kids so instead of giving them peanuts could you do the same thing give them like oysters crab lobster and they would then not have their um allergy to shellfish later on in life or is shellfish different than any type of tree nut or peanut theoretically everything but you know good luck trying to get that in into a baby right? mm. I mean, you can't smash it up you can't blend like, up a yeah. lobster tail <laughs> no. oh. not, not the best use of a really fine uh, lobster tail no. No. but i mean the studies have been done for sure you know for egg and dairy and um and peanut and you know the most those are the you know top three for kids and wheat soy we're talking to uh, Dr. Patel from Granite Bay Allergy uh, online at granitebayallergy.com. And we should uh, we should do the bona fides really quickly. You're an immunologist, yeah, which correct. I didn't pronounce that right. <laughs> uh, and uh, phone number is 888-989-9811. You can email us, rad at radradio.com. Hello, Jeff. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, I'll try to make this quick. Just wondering about the issues that I have with wine that other people probably have. Uh, I'd like to drink it, but... Four or five ounces of wine still leaves me with a headache in the morning like I drank six beers and had a couple of shots. Oh. And just, just, I'm just trying to figure that out. Just once, I want to have Dr. Patel visit <laughs> without an alcohol question because oh, every, time, every time it's so predictable. <laughs> well, that could be, that sounds like a sulfite sensitivity. You know, sulfites are higher in certain wines, certain vintages, um, you know, red wines more. But if you find a vintage, you know, same winemaker, same region, different year, uh, you know, it's different amounts of sulfide. So one is try to get a different vintage. You find the one that works, use it. Uh, the other thing is, you know, I don't know how good these products are, but you know those, what are those little um, devices where you pour wine through like a little sulfide filter? No, no, no. Oh. It's like a, it's a sulfide filter. It's like, oh, you know, oh, okay. you see them in the store. I think you, something with a little dot over the U has it. They, um, but if you just, if you just Googled yeah. sulfide t- uh, filter, filter yeah, okay. for wine, I think those are supposed to, I don't know how much they re- remove the sulfites, but that should help. And if it doesn't, is, is, is it treatable? You can't cure or treat sulfites. It's more about just tolerance. And, and it's dose-dependent, right? So if you find that you know, a, a, a 2006 gives you a bigger headache, but a 2007 doesn't, and maybe you can have hmm. two glasses of the 07, but only one glass of the 06, right? So buy a case of the 07. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like such a brat because as he was talking, and then when he described what it did, I'm like, oh, poor baby. The next day, it's just a headache. While women, it's like a whole preparation process when you finally realize that wine now is giving you hot flashes for whatever reason. It couldn't even be age-related. It's just whatever's changed, and that's, that's our reaction, right? You get flush, red, hot flashes. You know you're going to drink wine that night, so you plan on layering your clothes. It's like this whole process. <laughs> and this poor guy, so while you're drinking it, everything's fine, and you're enjoying it. It's just the next morning. Boo-hoo, take the Tylenol. So for, for people that... that... <laughs> 
maybe they don't know uh, whether it is or isn't sulfites. Does the old trick, does this have any effect? The old, I'm going to have a glass of wine and two glasses of water. Would that have, if you have a sulfite allergy, does that have any effect? No, it's, it doesn't. Not much. And also, the other thing about sulfites is because it's dose-dependent, what else are you having with it? You know, sulfites are high in you know, uh, you know, shellfish or, or like shrimp cocktail or uh, condiments, mm. cheeses. So, you know, if it's you're like, having... It's a sulfite buffet and you're yeah. just over, you're gluttonous <laughs> on sulfite. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So okay. if, you're, if you're having like some, you know, aged cheese with like a bunch of condiments and a glass of wine, you'll have less wine, you know. All right, let's do some uh, emails here. Uh, first one's from Talia. Hi, Talia. Says, I take a generic brand of Zyrtec because of all the time seasonal allergies. Per my doctor, I take it every day. Is that okay to take long term? Yeah, you can take a lot of Zyrtec. You know, <laughs> that's all the antihistamines are safe. Obviously, under the supervision, but, uh, you know, you can double, quadruple it, which we do often for certain people, you know. And is Zyrtec one of your favorites? Because I know you have yeah. some that you say are better than, than others. I think Zyrtec, Allegra, Zyazol are, are my favorite. Generic or brand name, doesn't matter. Loratadine, not so much. Not so much. Which is, what, what's the? Claritin. Claritin. Um, Glenn wrote in, said, sorry to Rob for the weird disease name, which I'm not even going to attempt. Oh, okay. I have EOE. <laughs> Can this be caused from allergies? It is allergies. Oh. So... EOE is uh, eosinophilic esophagitis. Right, exactly. Jesus yeah. Lord, how, so, oh my gosh. That's basically allergy wow. of the esophagus, and it is actually an allergic disease. So it often comes through the GI doctors, but you know people have strictures, they can't eat. Usually it gets severe where food gets stuck in your esophagus. You have to go to the ER to get it fished out. If you, a lot of people, especially men, will retch a lot and just ignore it, right? And uh, when you keep retching over time. <laughs> men ignore yeah. everything. <laughs> yes. It, you know, it thins the esophagus because of the inflammation. Oh, and, you know, I've had people who you can have, um, you can rupture the esophagus, which is severe, 70% uh, mortality, because then gastric contents start dissolving your lungs and all that. Basically, don't ignore it. And it's not something that you just say, oh, I don't have symptoms, I'm fine. Um, you know, we actually, uh, University of Pennsylvania, we actually help write the textbook for EOE. So the diagnostic criteria uh, we, we were part of in terms of how to diagnose. So basically, it's severe. It's actually a pretty bad thing, and it's easy to ignore until you, it gets bad enough and it's hard to reverse. The, the, the brains of medical people, I mean, you just looked that word. You knew what it was. You said it. I mean, like, you you, 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 you didn't just say it. It rolled off it your tongue. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's second nature. Yeah. Everything you all are able to absorb and keep, it's, just, it's fascinating, honestly. Uh, hello there, April. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Morning. Hey. Morning. Morning. I had a question about um, if when you're if, if someone is when they're a child, if they um, don't exhibit any signs or symptoms of allergies or intolerance, intolerances or anything to like soft nuts like peanuts, walnuts, or even legumes like peanuts, um, is it possible in your early twenties to suddenly? like develop a sensitivity and what i guess can be done about that this is another very common question we hear oh i wasn't allergic to anything and now all of a sudden i am so allergy highly unlikely we always say highly unlikely because you know you can never say never in medicine but it's almost impossible so the things that you can develop is that oral allergy syndrome or, or syndromes with cross reactivity that we talked about earlier so it could be that let's say tree nuts are a problem later on oral itching throat itching Rarely anaphylaxis, so it's usually from 
the development of tree pollen allergy using spring. And then when those pollens and the proteins cross-react, your body basically thinks you're eating a mouthful of tree pollen. Wow. And it goes forth for like a whole list of foods. Talking to Dr. Patel from Granite Bay Allergy, this, I found this to be a fascinating question. Escobar wrote in, says, I use CPAP and I don't like breathing the warm air. For the last three years, I've applied Vicks, you know, the great vapor rub, mm. in my nose for the cooling sensation. So you put your pinky in and then you shove it up into your nose. <laughs> he says, I know from the label I shouldn't do that. But do you know any side effects to using it in this manner? I've never heard you shouldn't do that. You, should you not do it? Not inside your nose. You know, you're supposed to put it like one in your chest and around, but... Can I ask what it would it? Cause you, you and I were talking yeah. off the air. My wife and I have been fighting off this RSV yeah. thing for a few weeks, and and to, just for the soothing effect and for the breathing effect, I've been doing exactly that for a week or so. What God, what dude. what's the danger? The, of it? the only danger I would say is what if like some of it kind of like comes off and you're inhaling it. Now you're getting small Vicks that's particles what, into your lungs. That's what right? I love. What's yeah. wrong with that? Oh <laughs> no, right? my gosh. So, so I, don't, I don't know. So I don't know what would happen, but it doesn't uh. sound like a good idea. So it seems like, you know, if it's, you're getting the vapor, it's not like chunks of Vicks or say, and especially with the CPAP, right? I mean, you have positive pressure air going down into your nose and your mouth. You're probably getting more of that actually coming off into your lungs. That's such a guy move. He's He came up with it, and he's been doing it. Now he'll ask him. So, should I? Uh, Janae wrote in and said, Hello, Dr. Patel. My husband has never seen a doctor for allergies. Big surprise. But every time he eats any type of berries, he will start sweating profusely, but only on the side that he chewed the berries. Oh. Whoa. So, so that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I yeah, I, I, on the he, side. Uh, I he's trying not to eat berries. Are you making him do this for health reasons? <laughs> right. <laughs> Why is he chewing them on one side? Yeah. So I heard that eating raw honey will help you not develop mm. any type of uh, allergy, especially the ones you were talking about earlier with the caller saying they were coming from the different tree pollens. Is that only regional to where, like, where the honey's made and those pollens where you can get used to? Or is that, like, completely a myth? One of our favorites. Rob, Rob knows the answer. It's a total myth. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, total myth. It's uh, the, the pollens that come in honey uh, are not pollens that cause allergies. So honeys collect, oh. uh, bees collect pollen from non-allergenic flowers. So think about it. Flowers that are pretty, they're not, they're, they're there to attract bees and birds. Pollens that are ugly are the ones that fly around you inhale and become allergic to but it's oh. a great advertising ploy because yeah. yeah. I'm just yeah. about everybody yeah. I know. They're like, oh, yeah, okay, let's go get the raw honey because it'll help us with our allergies right. this season. But it's got to be from here. Yeah. It's got to exactly. be from the region. Oh, right. honey's good for you, though. I mean, yeah. honey's oh, good yeah. for you for other reasons. Absolutely. All, yeah. Dementia. And all. So oh, wow. I, just, I don't want to take us off topic, but it is aller allergy related. Um, Claritin came up a little bit earlier, and you recommended, Dr. Patel, not to take it long term. No, you can take it if you oh, have okay. extremely mild. You just allergies. you just have other brands that you yeah. like better. Got it. okay, because our uh, nine year old at home, my stepdaughter, she takes it daily for her uh, pet allergies. So, is would you recommend us trying to go to a different brand? No, if it's working, it's fine. Okay, it's it's just the mildest one out of all the allergy medication. That's why Got it's it. it's the one that's completely non drowsy because it's not that completely effective. Understood. Hello, Christy. Good morning, guys. Um, I just had a quick question, and I'll, of course, follow up with, you know, with the doctor independently, but I wanted to ask real quick. Um, I have been getting chronic hives. Um, it seems like it's cyclical. I get it about every two years, and when they when I get them, it's bad for about a year um, long that I'm dealing with them. Um, they're so incredibly painful. They completely cover my body. I get them inside my mouth. Oh, um, oh that's I carry, awful. They're really bad. Oh. Um, I carry an EpiPen. 
Um, I, um, I've been getting them since I was about 18. Um, and there's no, we haven't really been able to determine like how, what the onset or what kind of triggered them. Um, but I was doing Zolaire injections for about six months, but the side effects of the Zolaire were worse than the hives themselves. So I'm just wondering, um, I've had allergy testing. I've had, you know, skin testing and blood testing and all the things, but nothing seems to really pinpoint what the cause is. Do you have any insight about that? Well, the... The things that are unusual for what you said is like inside the mouth, uh, and also when you say they're painful, those, those words are, are make me think about other causes and, and may not just regular chronic spontaneous urticaria. So normal run-of-the-mill people hives who get hives on and off for years are extremely itchy, and they don't burn or they don't usually have pain. So there may be a lot of things can look like hives, and maybe they're not actual totally hives or something else. Could you help her? Yeah, we, there's there's a, a different kind of evaluation we'd have to do. Now, can you help her when she's not having an outbreak, or do you yeah. need to see it? Okay, nice. Hello there, Danielle. Hi. Um, very strange. I actually suffered from chronic urticaria for a very long time myself. Um, following up on that, I did Zolaire injections, very painful. It would close my throat up, um, and I, they went away. In 2020, probably one of the best things to happen in 2020. Um, And the only thing that I could pinpoint it back to is I did a three-day juice cleanse where I completely, you know, didn't eat anything. And I haven't had them since. I'm just wondering if you've heard of that. And and I echo, you know, my empathy with that lady because I I struggled with them for about 15 years chronic every single day. Um, countless hospital trips, solar injections. And I'm just wondering, have you heard the same results as mine from as simple as a juice cleanse? Is there potential for them to come back even worse? Um, I'm just kind of shocked because I've never heard someone, you know, say that they've lived through what I've lived through. So, so on that term, so there's a whole microbiome and gut health, gut immune health kind of an issue. Um, the research is still pretty early on that. There's no no study and no data in terms of, you know, can you do probiotics or can you do things? They had some early research saying maybe H. pylori, you know, the one that causes like peptic ulcer disease, helping get rid of that. Maybe it helps uh, help with the urticaria. The data, the data is not that compelling since then. So basically, people have issues. People do have like this spontaneous resolution. We don't know why. It just, just happens. Dr. Patel from Granite Bay Allergy and online at granitebayallergy.com. People can self-refer, right? They don't need their doctor to refer them to no, you. No. They can just walk in and, con- and they, even they can contact you on the website yeah, as well, Yeah, correct? we have a website. And do you take insurance? Yeah, okay. Most, uh, mostly insurance. Yeah. And, and you treat everything from eczema to allergies to asthma mm-hmm. to hives and Things yeah. like that. Right? Is there anything that stands out that I didn't mention that people go, what? He can help with that? Yeah, I mean, and then immune deficiency, immune problems, right? But nice. not, not autoimmune, not, not like rheumatology type stuff. That's, that's room. Uh, thanks for joining us. You're always one of our most popular guests. I know. I, 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 I wish you could spend longer. <laughs> uh, so it's uh, Dr. Patel from Granite Bay Allergy and online at granitebayallergy.com. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show.
after a nice long holiday break, Rad Radio has one thing to say. When is our next vacation? And now back to the mediocrity that is Rob, anybody, and Dawn. Got this email, R-A-D, at radradio.com from Julie. Hey, Julie. She says, I humbly ask that you please consider reading this birthday shout-out for my 16-year-old daughter, Delilah. Aww. She is honored to be birthday twins with Nana Dawn. Hell yeah, woo-woo. She's a piano and guitar playing. Now, she's not talking about Dawn anymore. <laughs> Sometimes people, the way they talk, you know, they yeah. leave off with the name, and then she doesn't go back. <laughs> she uses a pronoun, right? So it's like, she's honored to be birthday twins with Nana Dawn. She is a... Piano and guitar playing. That it, technically, grammatically, she's still talking about Dawn. Right. Mm. This is back to being about sixteen-year-old Delilah. And I only learned the bass guitar and uh, drums, so none of that. Hey, that's two more instruments than I know. And she plays well, the piano and guitar at the same time. I know. That's see, that's <laughs> the real talent. Nice. Uh, and get this, there's more. She is a piano and guitar playing karate kid. So she what? does it while doing karate. Well, that's huh. a talent. You need to go on America's Got Talent. Uh, or you could just get an honest job and an honest career. Uh, and she has an excellent sense of humor and a great laugh. She makes us proud, and I'm lucky to be her mom. Aww. Thank you for the consideration. Oh, that's a nice happy, happy birthday. Now eat your f***ing cake. Happy, happy birthday, or we'll punch you in the face. Let's get to Treble Trouble. Treble Trouble, Treble Trouble. Performing music isn't an honest job? No, 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 no. That's not what I said. I was alluding to the fact that somebody that talented uh, should probably just pursue her, her talents rather than go on a gimmicky game show talent oh, show. I got you. Uh, you can do both. We've got a pair of tickets to see Jim <laughs> Jeffries at the Sacramento Memorial Auditorium on Friday, January 26th. Caller 18 is Umberto. Hola. Hello. 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 Okay, hold on, Umberto. I want to make sure of something here. Let's see. Here, i got to do this and, and do this. I mean, I've, I'm going to lose somebody. Uh-oh. Do this and do Uh-oh. this. Uh-oh. Okay, let me see here. And then, and then I do this. We're going to hear then, a dial tone. Let me see here. <laughs> what uh, is happening? Christina, are you there? <laughs> Yeah, I'm here. Okay. I don't know what happened. All right, now you now you got to hold on again because I know exactly what happened. It's my first day back. Give me a break here. All right, yeah, press this button and lock in Umberto. Umberto, you're still there, right? Right. All right, okay. you're caller 18. You will guess first. And Christina, you're caller 19, and you're still there, right? Yeah, I'm here. All right, and <laughs> Willie, you're caller 20. <laughs> What's up? What's up? One-eyed Willie. That was... <laughs> That that was all uh, uh, bad finger usage. Uh, there's certain buttons you have to press in a certain order, and I thought I had cut Christina off, which I would have felt terrible about. All right. Uh, did I mention what we're playing for? No. Yes. Okay. Jim Jeffries. Oh. Uh, yeah, you did. On this end? Okay. Oh, I don't know on this end, but at some point. I did it on this end, Brando? <laughs> I think so. Okay. Uh, it's Jim Jeffries, Sacramento Memorial on Tony Friday, January anything. Okay. Uh, we are looking for a rock song from 1967. One for tomorrow. What oh. is the title of that 1967 rock song? One for tomorrow, one just for today. Umberto, do you know the title? Small Faces? Small Faces? That's a Google attempt, I think. Mm. Christina, do you know? Love Me Two Times? Oh, man. Oh, 
Yes. Uh, ah, we won. Man. Oh, my gosh. Obviously, I wouldn't have known had we not gotten her back, but I feel so much better that we did since she winds up being the winner. Now, Brandon, I couldn't tell. Was your reaction admiration or or total disdain for this Doors song? Well, my my reaction was twofold. I like the song. And I, I just, it just reminded me I haven't listened to it in a long time. But also, my parents were born in 1967, so oh. it's like oh. a, all sorts Whoa, of things going through man. there. Uh, it's uh, from the Doors, as I said. 1967's called "Love Me Two Times." So used to people our age, like, oh, my parents were born in whatever, 47, 48. My dad's 30, 1933. <laughs> right. yeah. He's like, you know, my parents were born in 1967, three years before me. <laughs> Just like, Jesus. I got started early. I'm, I'm, I'm hot and cold oh, man. on the doors. Yeah. Is that, like that's a, that's a cool song, but there's a lot about the doors that, that doesn't land. But I am completely cold on the who. I, there's not oh, there, there's there's nothing that uh, that the who has ever done. I feel well, like that really. Yeah, I, I think that makes sense because you never did drugs. Oh, eh, see yeah. the Doors. I'm sorry, the Who. If you're doing good drugs, it's not a good band to listen to because it doesn't really do anything. Like that, the, even I just don't like the Doors or the I don't like the Who either um, because they're just they're too simple. They're too plucky. They just—it seems like kindergartners are playing and then, rock. And they piss me off because they are unarguably one of the worst halftime shows at the Super Bowl oh, of all time. It was m- miserably bad. So let, let's clarify all of that. Yes, the the doors. If you want it to go along with whatever you're tripping on, perfect. Mm-hmm. The who you're on so much stuff, you don't know how crappy <laughs> anything it. is. You don't care that you're listening to. <laughs> so if someone says they don't like them, I'm like. You never did drugs to where you could really learn to hate that. Got right? it. Like you were sober, so you just always hated them and knew what was happening. Uh, so yeah. yeah, I don't know what it is. I didn't do too many drugs, but I still like the Who. I really like that song, Baba O'Reilly. Oh. And the only thing I don't like by them is that that uh, rock opera movie they made, Tommy. That was garbage. Kyle, yeah. you, you get an out because you like Kiss, so it makes I, sense that you right. like Who. Yeah, it's like Who. it's like just a, yeah. a cut of credibility that you love <laughs> Kiss so much. We all kind of <laughs> side eye anything you say about music based on that. <laughs> Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show. It's 2024, which is exactly what Rob pays me. $20.24 to read page after page of stupid sentences telling you to listen to this show. I'm literally blinking twice. Please help. And now back to Rad Radio. We got this email, uh, rad at radradio.com from Allison. Hi, Allison. It is uh, Dawn's uh, 104th birthday today. <laughs> and uh, the, the emails have been coming in, and Dawn's actually been very gracious about uh, the attention, which she is not a fan of. Yeah. Uh, but this this will be, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here, this will be her favorite uh, wish of the day. Uh, Allison says, I'd like to wish Dawn a happy 55th. Uh, is it 55? 54. Okay. Uh, I, Jesus, I saw Lord. that, and I went, really? Uh, I'd like to wish Dawn a happy, she wrote 55th, but we'll go with 54th birthday. Uh, Allison says, you're not old enough to be my mom, but you definitely are uh, wise, streetwise more so, enough to teach what not to do. 
But most importantly, thank you for always being on the air and sharing your faith so openly. It gave me the strength to start going to church and getting baptized a couple months ago. There it is. That's all I need. The tears have started. Oh, happy, happy birthday. Now eat your f***ing cake. Happy, happy birthday or we'll punch you in the face. Uh, we got a follow-up email here. We did Treble Trouble, and uh, the song was, uh, uh, what was it? Love Me, Love two, me two Times by The Doors. And so I brought up, okay, I'm hot and cold on The Doors, but I've hated everything The Who have, have ever done. And then there came up this debate of, okay, well, I forget how Don phrased it. Uh, uh, if I, I've never done drugs, so I'm not, I've, I've never been able to notice how Tolerate bad. Tolerate The to- Who. Right. Yeah. Um, okay, now Jennifer, first of all, it's, I've never seen Jennifer spelled like this. Oh. J-E-N-A-F-E-R. I mean, th- you're just making things up at this point. But with that said. <laughs> it's a uh, way to be a pain in the ass. I know, right? But did her mother was yes. the pain in the Mother or father, whoever right. decided that spelling. <laughs> Correct. Put it on this poor kid. Uh, Je- Jennifer says, I've done drugs, and I don't like the who either. Yeah. Is that is that that's not the reverse? You've done drugs, Dawn. You don't so like the who. So my theory is, and obviously, right, it's not going to work with everyone. I can't use a superlative, damn it. But it, it, it's just like this running joke with my friends and I. Like, there's just some music we'll hear other people they can't stand it, and we'll look at each other and go. It never bothered us. Is it because we were so messed up on drugs? And that's one of the bands, right? Like, I would I choose to listen to them now because I'm sober. <laughs> You can hear how awful they are. But there's some stuff you just don't really recognize. There are There is some music you seek out because it helps your trip. And you know it's great exactly. music. The Jimi Hendrix, the Doors, the stuff like that. Back in my day, whatever. And then there's just the garbage that is garbage now, but you didn't even realize it was garbage then. I wonder, is there anyone on the planet? And yes, I'm using a Dawn superlative here. Is there anyone on the planet who has never done drugs and likes the Grateful Dead? Is, uh, is that even remotely possible? No, I don't, I don't so. see no. how it could be. Uh, you, you're not allowed to like <laughs> yeah. the doors unless you've done drugs. They don't. They wouldn't have wanted you as a fan. Yeah, when they pat you down at the security <laughs> checkpoint and you don't have anything on you, they have stuff that they can just stuff yeah. in your pockets. It's a bizarre world. Yeah. They, they, if you if you don't have drugs, I love that it's like a, a big trick or treat basket that people put out on their porch. Yeah. You have to take something if you want to get in here. Mm-hmm. Um, All right, switching gears, uh, we got this note from uh, Ryan. Hi, Ryan. He says, welcome back, Rob. We missed you. Uh, And then he's got a quick uh, football question. He says, when it comes to my crappy Atlanta Falcons interviewing both Bill Belichick and Jim Harbaugh, which would you take if you were a fan? Obviously, we'll get into things like this more starting next Monday every day at 10 a.m. when Steve Mickelson and I do the uh, Mixed Picks uh, sports show, uh, both on Rad TV. Uh, at members.radradio.com and in Sacramento on 104.7 FM and 890 AM. But the quick answer is there's a lot of big-name, high-profile coaches that are available right now. I don't think there's there's very few people uh, that don't know the name Bill Belichick, a 22-year coach of the New England Patriots. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, who coached the 49ers, just won the national championship. Uh, with uh, Michigan, there's other big names out there. Pete Carroll, formerly of the the Seattle Seahawks. So the 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 this coaching the the coaching revolving door uh, is is very intriguing right now. If the question is, which coach would you want? If you're if I so if I'm a fan of your crappy Atlanta Falcons, <laughs> and and they have the ability to hire either Belichick or Jim Harbaugh, I'm I'm going to go especially in that situation with Bill Belichick. Although there is still that lingering question. 
Belichick has never won without Tom Brady. Uh, so and Tom Brady's won without Belichick. And, what, what? and yeah. Harbaugh has won in multiple places. But for some reason, I lean towards in that situation, uh, Bill Belichick. Belichick's also been interviewed by the Chargers. The big rumor is that he'll wind up with the Cowboys. I happen to agree with uh, Steve Mickelson's premise that that, that that won't work because owner Jerry Jones is so strong-headed and Bill Belichick needs control. But that's my initial answer. Can you figure out in my mind why when I hear you say Pete Carroll at any given time, I I, I feel like he's a basketball coach? <laughs> why? Um, I'll have to think about that. <laughs> so why is there even a reason to interview somebody like Bill Belichick like for the job? Because doesn't his career kind of – like just because he is Bill Belichick – does he go into these interviews like with a resume and they're asking him questions like, what makes you think that you can, what do you bring to the table here? <laughs> it's like the actor, really, you want me to audition for this? I'm Meryl Streep. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the quick, boring answer is the NFL has rules about interviewing. That doesn't mean we know what happens when you walk in the room. I would think, to Brandon's point, that they he, the, he walks into the room and they all smoke, light up a cigar and smoke and they tell stories to one another. Right. But technically, he's still being quote-unquote interviewed. Got it. I was going to say maybe they bring up some hard questions like why do your Patriots suck so bad lately how come you can't get anything past with Tom Brady they could I mean it, it, they could and and Bill Belichick would have to decide at that moment how much he wants the job if he's going to take that or if he's going to be an egomaniac or does he have an answer well and then they probably want to find out if he's okay with wearing sleeves because <laughs> it's just not a good look that was that was a a high NFL IQ <laughs> point for you to make all right, I got to get to this because oh I got I to know what happened if I can know. This might be a giant thud. Not the first one, the second one. Uh, Logan says, I love that Rob is back. It's good to hear his voice again. Brandon, you did a great job filling in for Rob. The one thing I will say, though, is that when we have Rob back, he does a great job of explaining the news now and everything that is going on in the world at this moment. Mm. Also, Rob, did you consider having Brandon still run the show and you sit in the captain's chair since you're still not 100%? Uh, behind the scenes, pull the curtain back. This is actually a, a decision Brandon made uh, because he and I were going back and forth. And the, the plan was for me to do the sidekick chair for the rest of the week. But there was no show yesterday because I've driven Brandon into the ground. Oh. I hope that's all it is. Yes. I hope he's Brando. not getting anything close to yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. fighting off. That seems to be it. Uh, and so he asked, as I offered, I said, look, I'm good enough uh, to host. And uh, me at 30% is better than almost anybody at 100%. So I can pull it off. And that's about all I'm doing today is pulling it off. But here's the thing I need to know. <laughs> we may have to finish this off the air because I, I have no idea what she's talking about. Veronica wrote in and said, I'm just curious. And the answer is no. Does Rob know about Brandon censoring himself? I know that Brandon knows what he's doing, but I'm just curious that's if Rob great. was in agreement or if that dump was necessary. I was listening on my way to work, but went back to Rad TV that evening just to see what I missed. So what, what happens here, just really quickly, everything you're hearing, we said eight seconds ago. And so we have what we call the dump button. So if something is said by anyone that is not FCC friendly or not up to our standards in terms of an indecency way, we hit a button and you never hear it. So can can it, can this be explained on the air? Or? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the dump was more out of self-preservation because I... I read the joke before saying it, and as it was coming out of my mouth on the air, I thought maybe this might be walking the line. Um, and I don't remember what the joke was exactly. Me neither. I think it had something to do with bodily functions. Uh, oh, yeah, um, it was a Richard joke. 
Uh, no, I, I did that one and didn't have a problem with that one. Yeah, no. Oh. He um, yeah. But you could be right because my memory is not uh, helping I, me out right now. I don't remember either because I was just so, it was just so funny. To, it's it's funny to me when the host is censoring themselves. <laughs> it just, yes. Yeah, it just felt, it felt wrong and uh, I'd just rather uh, do that than have to uh, explain it later. Uh, let's get to Win Rob's Change. We do it every morning at 6.30 and 9.30. We used to start with Chris, uh, the uh, non-princess uh, spreadsheeter anymore in the gay oh, area. Bay area. He resigned uh, this morning at 6.30 because he wants to go off and pursue this passion. He's still going to spreadsheet, but he wants to pursue this passion he has for being a, a life coach. That's so beautiful. And so there was this discussion about a, about a couple things. Like, first of all, uh, uh, we have a mathematician opening. Uh, there's no pay. <laughs> <laughs> Two plus two equals what? And for some reason, uh, uh, <laughs> Kyle mentioned that Chris looks old, and so he huh? had a few things. Oh, no. Uh, He's got some gray hairs. Uh, that Chris had a few things he wanted to address. Says, it's great to hear your voice, Rob. Welcome back. Kyle, Aww. I'm 46, and I don't look old, so you mm-hmm. can kindly suck it. Uh, that's your opinion. But, I mean, it's okay if you do. Who cares? Whatever. Uh, We're for, all aging. For any aspiring WinRob's Change mathematicians out there, I may have a gently used spreadsheeter for sale. DM me on Insta oh. with your best. <laughs> offer uh and the uh the original mathematician michelle the pressure cooker calculator wrote in and said while it does sound inspirational that chris the ex princess spreadsheeter is moving to other endeavors you know what i hear quitter now you're down to the one and only the og rad show mathematician me of course i'm kidding a bit i like chris and i do want the best for him and he wouldn't have had much spreadsheeting to do anyways with this round, right? Because uh, we're onto another mega bucket. We've only had one clue, and Michelle once again wrote the clues, and she's doing that weird thing where she just gives you a word or or a song title. It's or, fun. And and you have to try to piece together where her woman brain is going. Uh, Michelle says, "Let's go, bitches! I'm ready for this mega <laughs> round of frustrated listeners to start. Stick with it, folks. You've seen the bucket. It will pay off." for someone as i said one guess and only one clue so far but if you can somehow take that seemingly vague clue that michelle gave you and give us the correct amount of uh, money it will be a mega win phone number is 888-98 not a mega win don't start i'm not doing politics oh, jesus <laughs> mega we know where win. you stand uh phone number is 888-989-9811 caller 18 gets to win rob chain rob anybody and dawn the Rob Anybody. and Dawn Show. Our New Year's resolution was to in no way improve anything about our program. So far, so good. This is Rad Radio. Got this email, R-A-D at radradio.com from Melissa. Hi, Melissa. Says, before the morning comes to an end, I want to wish Dawn a very, very happy birthday. I know you're not one for the accolades, but Dawn, you are so, so amazing. We unfortunately have a very similar story. And seeing how you have overcome it all and have blossomed into the beautiful woman that... Uh, Melissa, you may want to look into Griffin and Reed Eye Care. Uh, they did my LASIK surgery uh, about 25 years ago. Oh, man. Uh, they are online at LASIKworld.com. Uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your uh, wish. I just wanted to mention that. Oh, uh, blossomed into the uh, beautiful woman you are today. Gives me such hope for my future. With all that said, I hope you have an amazing birthday. You deserve nothing but the absolute most and perfect birthday. Oh, happy, happy birthday. Now eat your f***ing cake. Happy, happy birthday or we'll punch you.
punch you in the face. Uh, so somebody emailed in and uh, asked if I was aware of the self-censoring that Brandon did uh, uh, last week and if I, uh, if I agreed with it. And I had no idea what they were talking about. Uh, I was down for the count for many days. And uh, the, the, the most I could do would be to text people or read texts or emails. And they were all saying that Brandon's killing it, bad radio's doing great, et cetera. So I had no idea what they're talking about. So uh, we, we tried to recap and see if, if we could recap in a way that uh, could be done live on the air. So a few people wrote in. Uh, this was during jokes from the maggots, yep. uh, if okay. And uh, Logan wrote in and said, I was the one who wrote the joke. Okay. I'm sorry if it was too dirty. Now, well. I've seen the joke, and I, I've seen both the joke and, and the punchline. Because there was a question from the original emailer, uh, would, would I, do I agree with what Brandon did, the description? Did you have something you wanted to add, Brando? No. Okay. Um, and so uh, here the, I'll, I'll give you the setup, and then, and then I'll, I'll, I'll do... I'll do the punchline in the only way that is radio friendly, which makes it completely unfunny. Okay. So as I as I understand it, Brando, you you this is one of those times, and it, it happens where you hadn't pre-read the joke, and then you did, and you went, "Oh no, no, I'm not I'm not going to let that air." Well, I pre-read it, but I must have just been in a different mind, like headspace, and thought, "Okay, we'll let this one through." But as I read it out loud, and I got to the punchline, I thought, mm, "No, I'm going to just be on the safe side." The joke was, "Did you hear about the book about the bicep?" Sexual whale, ah, yeah. and and the punchline was uh, the the only way it's radio friendly. You would, you could say maybe Richard, but the the way the the way the punchline is there is th- there is no way if I had pre read it that I would I, that would get thrown away. And if I did accidentally read it, I I completely agree I completely agree. So good call, Brando. With uh with Brandon, it's it's really not even a close call. I, I appreciate the way Brandon is presenting this and, and such, but your your instincts kicked in there. Mm-hmm. That is just it for so many reasons. Not only the FCC, but also various uh, groups that might be like, "Whoa, are you attacking us?" Yeah. Uh, the the uh, the LGBTQ oh, community. Wow. Yeah, okay. That is just that's just one that you, you want to stay away from. So good, we we solved the the the, the thing. And and but Logan, don't ever apologize for sending in the joke. You don't know. You don't know what the FCC Hi, yes. regs are. That's why <laughs> that's why we're here. And Brandon did a great job with that. The best things in life are free. We're gonna help you pay some bills and fees. Windrush Change. That's what I want. Windrush Change. That's what I want. Windrush Change. Make your best guess and estimate. The calculation in rough star of change. Windrush Change. That's what I want. Windrush Change. Caller 18, WinRob's Change is Shannon. Good morning, Shannon. Good morning, Red. We're working on another mega bucket, and Michelle, the pressure cooker calculator, is writing the clues. We've only had one guess, and that was based only on the picture, and one seemingly innocuous clue. But if you have somehow figured it out, you're going to win a lot of money, Shannon. What's your guess? Fingers crossed. Um, I'm going off the bucket. 312073. 312073. 73, which is a nice way of saying uh, Michelle's clue was no help. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to, uh, until I get a better idea, I'm just going to, to make another big guess. Uh, $3,120.73. You lose. Oh, man. You all ching ching pow pow. All right, here we go with your 
a second oh-so-helpful clue at this point. And the way this works with Michelle is you got to get all the clues, and then eventually you get to a point where you you look back and you go, oh, that's where she's leading us. And I think that's where we start to get uh, guesses that are, are – and I'm not saying Shannon's guess was or wasn't close. I can't comment on that. But clue number two is when I was walking in Memphis – that is clue number two. Oh. When I was walking in Memphis. Wow. So you have two clues, and you have uh, until tomorrow morning at 6.30 to try to figure this out when we again play Win Rob's Chain. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show. This is Rad Radio. Just remember, it doesn't matter where we are as long as we're here. Huh? What the hell does that even mean? What has happened to this show? So, Brandon, is, is, it, is it official? Are you pulling rank on me again? Yes, sir. So, uh, apparently, uh, Brando is going to uh, take the captain's chair tomorrow. I'll be here, but I'll be in the sidekick chair. Is that a function of how awful I look and or am performing? No, not at all. It's just... So when we when we decided yesterday that we would play the best of show and you offered to take the hosting gig, I thought, well, that's that's good, and that was also some. Yeah, I felt that because you've been improving so much recently that I thought, well, yeah, he, he can handle it. But as the show started this morning, I thought, well, maybe he could he should have gone into the uh, sidekick chair, not because you're performing badly, but you could just tell that you're getting your sea legs again. Mm-hmm. And so I think that if we want to start strong next week with the uh, the new mix pick sports show that's going to be happening five days a week, that it'd be best to allow you to ease into it a little bit better. The, uh, yeah. the ironic thing is, uh, yesterday at this time, I felt like Superman, and, and but I but I mean with with caveats, there were still things like. Uh, I, I got up at 2.30, tried to get my, my clock reset, and I was so happy. It was the best I'd felt in, in weeks. Went downstairs to get uh, get food for the first time in four days. That's not an exaggeration. I went four days with only liquids. God. And Dawn even commented earlier that I look thin. Yeah, right. not that you were fat before, but your legs are thinner and your belly's smaller. And because both my wife and I have been battling this, you, I walked into the kitchen and it was like that jarring, oh my God. It, it, it So... Like it's a it's a four phase cleanup, right? Unload the dishwasher, load the dishwasher. That's phase one, and then we'll have to do it at least two more times, if not three. So I did that, and I felt it. I was like, okay, that. So and and I went, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to my body. I'm gonna and the whole day was a project rest, a project Good. rest, and then at two p.m. I was down for the count. Yeah. And I shut down for the day. And I was like, it's okay. I just got to get another good, another good night's sleep. And I'm just not back to where I was yesterday. I don't think I'm, like, backsliding. I think it was just a matter of, at some point, you got to get back to life. Well, you're not backsliding. It's just your first day back at work. And that's totally different than when you're, okay, what you just described you can't do here. You can't do a right. segment and go rest. True. Right? And skip a segment. Like, so it, I... I I think that's kind of true for everyone. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm feeling so much better. People say that at home because, of course, you're at home. And even if you have things to do at home. Good point. Anyone that gets back to work, they're like, oh, my God. Okay, that wiped me out today. (laughs) So if you're not feeling up to par and you're 30% and Brandon's not feeling up to par, what's the possibility of Kyle running a CAD show? Kyle, anybody and Dawn, I know I'd kill it. Oh, dear God, help us. Because between you and I, Kyle, I'm including myself. Oh, yes. my God. It'll be trouble. No, it'll be great. <laughs> Let's meet him halfway. Let's let him take it for a spin for like one segment. Ooh, that's so 
Let's see what fun. happens. Yeah. Hey, that's oh up to you. God. Or five. That's totally up to you, yeah. Brando. You guys work it out. I just want to see what happens. I love uh, that. If you are a welfare recipient <laughs> and you're just waking up to start your busy day. Good morning. Here's a recap of what you missed on today's show, Graham, from Working Americans. I don't have my script and I can't remember anything. Uh... <laughs> We'll start with this one from Katie. I can't. So uh, we uh, we did a, I, we checked in with Dawn on uh, her fall down go boom broken shoulder, which is all better. We did a survey about uh, more than half of Americans have never broken a bone. It's not that big. It's forty five uh, have and fifty five uh, haven't. And the most common one is the arm, things like that. So we started telling broken bone stories. Katie says, uh, "My my dad didn't break a bone, but did cut off his thumb." Didn't feel it at the time. Whoa. And now his big toe is his thumb. That's Ew. badass. That oh, is. Especially, I see it. especially if it's his right hand and he shakes somebody's hand and yeah. they're looking at it and go, oh my God. I jump back <laughs> a little bit and scream. I want to go to the nail place and be like, I need a pedicure and show him my thumb. <laughs> uh, Anthony wrote in and said, I used to skateboard in my teenage years. My friend one day thought it was a great time to learn how to skate. After getting high with me. <laughs> Next thing you know, I see him slipping, sending my board flying across the parking lot and snapping the hell out of his forearm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, do it. okay. Not funny anymore. <laughs> if you uh, watch us live on Rad TV at members.radradio.com, during the commercial break, you get a question of the day. You email in your answers, and we save them till the end of the show. What was today's question, Brando? If you could get rid of one food dish or meal from the planet which one would you choose now the the unfun answer is well why does it bother you right. but but yeah. a lot of these answers come from childhood trauma mm. for example Lori says the food i would eliminate from the face of the earth would be canned peas oh yes i yep. am so with you my wicked stepmother forced me to eat them uh, as a young child yes i'm God. not a, i'm not a big fan of fresh peas so i didn't I, even know fresh peas existed until i got older yeah <laughs> I, I'm, I'm with you guys there, too. The can or anything that comes in a frozen bag full of peas, but I do uh, like the peas in a pod off the garden. The sweet peas, are those oh, different? Those yes. are a different thing yeah, all entirely? Okay. Great. The snap peas? Yeah. Those, yeah, those are yeah. different. Those are like a snack. But what about pea soup with bacon in, in it? Like, oh, You don't awesome. like pea soup? I love it. Oh, okay. I, and I make an amazing one. That, oh, that, so is, that is definitely different for sure. And I think it's because the bacon. <laughs> and then it's also like <laughs> the way it's blended up and whatnot. But um, my husband loves what you're just talking about with the frozen. He loves the frozen frozen where it's the peas and the carrots and it's the the green beans he no. loves that mix i don't even put I that i think there's lima beans in there too it's so disgusting i will get it just for him i don't even put peas frozen peas in my pot pie or something you just can't bury corn is better by far yeah, yeah. alex says one dish i would get rid of would be uh, anything involving coconut the texture is yucky the flavor is yucky no coconut oh i love coconut my my wife is not a fan of coconut. It, it's the shredded c coconut stuff that's on the inside. That like the flavor of coconut's delicious to it me, is, but it's, yeah. I agree. Like it, it's just it's too. I can't even describe well, it. If it's in a candy bar, ugh. Yes, I agree. No, uh uh. Yeah. Well, can 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 we eliminate a whole like genre of food? Sure. Like anything that's vegan. <laughs> Of course. Way to get your dig in. <laughs> Haley says, uh, celery. It's basically crunchy water, and I hate it. Oh. I can never get a tuna melt at a restaurant because it seems like every goddamn place always puts celery in their tuna. Oh, like my it. gosh. My lab, oh. Hank, if he's listening right now, his ears just went up and went, what? Because that is his 
favorite thing ever. In general, you don't use celery for the taste. No. You use it for the texture. And if you, you, I mean, I love just celery with salt, but you're enhancing it. Oh, I love the crunch when it's with peanut butter or ranch. Oh. That's just it. If you're looking for another way to consume peanut butter, you slap it right there on a celery ah, stick. It's so satisfying. So good. Here's one I vehemently disagree with. We are no longer friends, Meg. <laughs> Shut up, Meg. <laughs> Says, if I could pick one food to strike from the face of the earth, it would definitely be deviled eggs. Yeah. Every holiday, birthday, <gasps> dinner event, my mother-in-law makes a plate of these nasty things, and the smell oh, lingers for days. They're amazing. I love deviled oh, eggs. Oh, I just came across a new recipe for Cajun shrimp deviled eggs, and they no. are fantastic. I oh, my you know God. What? It seems to be a thing that's popular with people. I hate when I run across... A, a recipe that has shrimp in, th- no. You mean in anything? In, no, 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, it was just in no. In the deviled eggs. Oh, it's so oh. delicious. Oh, oh. But you know what I do not like deviled eggs is when you do, you go to that whatever, gathering party, whatever, and they've been sitting out for so long and they're like just so yeah. warm. That's Ugh. icky. Uh, that's disgusting. The other thing too is there is an art to making really good deviled eggs. I mean, a lot of restaurants don't make them right. They're bland. Uh, and they're they're not. But, and the other thing, like the the shrimp deviled eggs and the bacon deviled eggs and the chicken skin deviled eggs. I've made them all. They're, for me, they're they're a good now and then gimmick. But I just like a really good, well made oh, deviled egg. Yes. Uh, Carly says the food I would eliminate from the planet is eggplant. Because no matter how it's cooked, it's disgusting. Yeah, I agree. Oh, even with Parmesan? I don't care if Gordon Ramsay cooked in my kitchen naked. If he's uh, cooking (laughs) eggplant, it's a hard pass. (laughs) I mean, why get eggplant Parmesan when you can get chicken Parmesan? And eggplant by itself tastes like water. I really hate what's going on with my um, taste buds because food I have despised. Like Brussels sprouts, this would have been on my list. I, I love them now. I don't know what the hell's happened. Yeah, I've always loved oh them. Oh my god, and, and and just raw, and you chop them up. Oh and yeah. You put them in with romaine lettuce mm. and broccoli and and uh, kale. It, like it, it's a great for a salad base. It's so good. I'm like, what is happening to me? I've got a recipe. I think it's in our 2020 cookbook available at radradio.com in the stupid store. Superstore for a Brussels sprout Caesar salad. Yes. Yes. Which is what? Okay, I gotta make that. Amazing. See, I like the Brussels sprouts, kind of like a um a, a Cobb salad with blue cheese balsamic vinaigrette and little bacon bits in it. Sounds oh, good. It is. Uh, Melinda says the one dish I would get rid of is liver and onions. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> My Ugh. brother and I were forced to eat this when we were kids. And this was back in the day when you couldn't leave the table until the plate was cleared. Oh, yeah. So we would try to find ways to hide it. <laughs> we usually failed and ended up getting in trouble. But one time, my brother was able to successfully hide his in a potted plant. Plant. Only oh, problem no. was... Oh, no. He left it in there, and after a few weeks, the whole house started to smell like rotting liver, and we both got grounded for it. We'll be back tomorrow with Brandon in the captain's chair. I'll be here sidekicking for bad radio. Okay, that does it. Screw you guys, and I'm going home. Talking poo is where I draw the line. Go on and go home, you fat chicken. Bye, diddly eye. So long. God bless you. See ya. Goodbye. Bye-bye, Homer. Take care. Adios. So long. Very well. Darn. Bon voyage! Toodle ooh! Ah, uh, so long! Bye bye! Bye everybody! Bye bye! Sayonara, dude! So long! Bye bye! Bye bye now! Bye! Bye bye! Bye-bye. <laughs> so long, stink town! Ew. Goodbye! And don't think it hasn't been a little slice of heaven! Because it hasn't! God bless! United Rob anybody and Dawn the Rob anybody and Dawn show